Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome yourself to episode three with my wonderful co-host, Miguel Colon Jr. Welcome everybody to episode three of the Mike Busey Show. Three episodes, Mike. They don't understand for us producing stuff, three episodes is a milestone. The, the Pistons couldn't do it. The Rockets couldn't do it. The Bulls did it. I think Boston Celtics did it. This is a three P, baby. <laughs> this is a three P. This is a big deal. I mean, we uh, we have a, a a network. We film crazy, uncensored content. Right. If you're a member of MikeBeast.com, you can subscribe and you can see all kinds of crazy. Shit. We do a bunch of shows. Me and Miguel and the team, we write stuff and we make crazy. You know, fucking shows. One of them, we have a show called Cock Blockers. How many episodes we got of that? Two episodes of Cock Blockers. We have a show we're called You Won't. How many episodes we got of that? Two episodes of You Won't. Miguel Colon Jr., welcome to episode three. This is the future. This is big. What can you think of that we've done that we got three episodes? Zero. Of? Nothing. We did, we did a Majitsu. We got one episode. Amazing That's episode. And, and we're done. We wrapped it up. Everything I, got canceled after two episodes. Majitsu got one episode because it was, it was like a feature film and we were just like... Now, seriously, we've talked about that if we do another episode of Majitsu, we'd have to do the reboot. My mind's going to blow. So my, my, my head, my giant fat head will literally spontaneously combust episode four. Episode five? It's going like to be like a British show. Episode six, we're done. We're like, that's our season. Six episodes, one's 20 minutes long, one's three hours minute long. Well, back when we were doing the show, when me and you were doing the show together, because you still actually stayed yeah. with it, I, I fucking, I was like, oh, we got to go on tour. It looks like we're quitting the podcast for <laughs> six is, years. Which is so weird, because there's very few things you'll quit. And that, and I think there was so much stress in the original podcast we did, live from Rachel's Gentleman's Club, that, uh, that when you went on tour and you didn't have to do the podcast anymore, you were like, let's never do that again. I'll tell you one thing I won't quit, is, and that's quit. Pinching my big ass pepperoni nipples. That's I've wanted to ask you about that, guys. Something that you might not know is I, I'm insecure. Mike, I can't lie. Just he, straight, he straight this, to it. Let me just explain to the audience who may not be aware of this. Uh, Mike Busey has this thing where, as he's talking, orangutan tits. Yeah, as he's talking to you, or or especially when he's when he's getting like deeply emotional, he pinches his nipples. It's true. And then when we were on tour, when he would get stressed out, he would just you just see him squeezing his nipples like trying to solve a problem. Well, I'm very fat and uh I'm actually sweating. And I ain't gonna lie, I've had I had I've had some drinks tonight and Why I know you, you're concerned. I know you and the rest of the team are like, "Oh god, Mike's drinking." Oh, here's the thing, like if Mike wasn't <laughs> drinking, guys, he would still go every One of the big things about this podcast is we have a plan Maybe well, I'll be more focused. No, God, no. You're already rambling. Like, Am I? You're already starting out rambling. And that's one of my favorite things about you is that uh, you enjoy your stories so much that you'll continually tell them. And I truthfully mean that you'll continuously tell a story. No matter if everyone's got the point, if everybody's on their phones, like, got it. You're like, no, 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 but this... This is going to be good. Stick around. I'm always it. trying to convey the emotion and the, sincere, the sincereness of what I'm trying to explain. I think that's a lot of reasons why when you tell a story, you, you start going into... You don't go into details like some weird, boring person that's like, and the room was black and the carpets were red. And blah. You go into details and you're like, the carpet was like one of those carpets from the movie The Shining. And the room was dark, but still there was light in it. It's like, it, I mean, literally, it, it, it's like uh, when you describe things sometimes, it is like it's written down. It's like uh, some fucking shit from like, uh, you know, like H.G. Wells, and I'm reading this story because you describe details to people in a in a way that you go so deep into it, it definitely feels like I'm reading it. 
That's deep. I like it. Thank you. Well, it's how I feel about the way you tell stories. Now, I'll tell you this much, though. A lot of times, I'm like, wrap that shit up, man. This could have been done a while ago. Like, we're trying to get to a story about how you... Uh, how do you think I've done the last three episodes or you've two done, episodes? You've done well. You've done well, man. But we do have to wrangle a little bit. we got to be a shepherd. Guys, we got big, big, big news, okay? We officially are now on Spotify yeah. and Apple Podcast. Yeah. Like, iTunes, you can find us on iTunes. We're pretty podcasts. much in, what we're what we're trying to fucking say is we're pretty much we just joined the Illuminati. So I mean, like, thing about know, it was it was it was a fucking process though too. You like, need car loan or something or cosign. We got you. I mean, we're we're pretty. We, we know somebody knows about it. We got that internet <laughs> credit, bro. I mean, fucking. Uh, I don't know what's going on. My credit just randomly goes up a point. It goes up like fifty points. It goes down fifty points. Like, I don't fucking know what's going on, but. We are official, like a rough fucking referee's whistle, you dick. Like, he's like, he's mumbling. Oh, God. No, I'm, I'm good. I promise. I've only had a slurring ass. No, I'm good. I'm good. We I'm, are I'm official. <laughs> you sound like fucking Mace from the 90s and shit, yo. No, I'm good. I'm I feeling good. I'm feeling real. I'm, I'm just so excited because, um, I mean, a lot of people, I guess myself included, like, never had the legitimacy of internet radio podcast thing. So being on two of the largest platforms in the world. Yeah. You know, that's that feels cool. Did you um like cuz none of that shit existed when we started this podcast, you know, years ago. It was just you put it out, we put it on YouTube. You're on stuff. Napster fucking radio, LimeWire radio. What made you feel legit then when it was like so bootleg and everything? What was the moment that you're like, "Oh wow, this is When people of the of of people important people were actually telling me they were like watching the show, yeah. the live broadcast, they're like Yo, there's this dude, and he like takes live phone calls, and he does crazy shit, and he shows all this ratchet, wild shit going on in his house, and you can call him. It's like a public access TV show, but on the internet. And I remember a lot of my uh, radio colleagues, like Clear Channel, they were like mocking me, like, oh, "You're gonna go do some internet radio show?" And it's like now, it's like, what the fuck? What do you mean? You're going to go do some terrestrial radio yeah, show? Yeah, every terrestrial radio show's producers talking to them about getting more clicks on whatever whatever app you can find their podcast version of their show, you know? So if you're a radio nerd or a broadcast nerd, you're totally going to be stroking the D to like the stories that we're going to tell throughout these adventures. What, what can someone expect, Miguel, um, if they're listening or if they're a member of Mike B. Saddam, you can watch this. So if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, then uh, you need to know that if you're a member of MikeBeast.com, you can actually watch it. So if you're really into staring at fat dudes sitting at a table trying to suck in for two hours, boy, do we have a show for you. So tell them, what can they expect to listen? Because like, this is our third episode. We need to like so paint the forecast of what they are to hear. What we're trying to do here is... is uh, Told you I was good. Killing it. What we're trying to do here is entertain our, our audience who's been loyal members and fans to the Mike Busey brand and also kind of uh, entertain a whole new group of audience that, that hasn't really heard about us and doesn't know the stories. The shit we've done has been really fun and we, and we feel like it's unique in the fact that we've been such a bootleg fucking brand that's interacted with so many big brands and big names. We're such a small company that's done so, so many big things yeah. and we have so many stories to tell and... And you've had an interesting childhood. I've had a crazy childhood. And be the best part about our stories about things we've able to, been able to accomplish is none of this is, and we did this with this dope-ass budget, and we did this with all this help. Yeah. It's, it's always been stories. If it's anything, like, take inspiration. I paid my pool guy with free Rockstar energy drink, and I got him blowjobs for like fucking 10 years to fucking do our pool. And I'm pretty sure I had this Indian dude who was a doctor. 
uh, mowing my lawn in the middle of the dark, and he he had like a car, and he was using the headlights, and he was mowing in the rain. And I came out there. I was like, "Yo, you need some water, bro? Are you done?" He's like, "Out there." He's like, "Oh no, I'm much done." I was like, "Hey, uh, so what do you do?" He's like, oh, "I'm pre med." In three more weeks, I graduate. I become doctor. I was like, you're mowing my goddamn lawn? And, and yeah, because he was just partying. Everything was bought with blowjobs, hot dogs, and Rockstar Energy Drink, who was a sponsor for me at the time. We used to shoot Rockstar Energy Drink, too, when we didn't have cases. targets. Cases of it. The, the owner uh, once told me, and the, the who the rep of the Southeast United States, who will not be named, would be like, because they had like so much they had to get rid of. They had to, they call it sampling. Yeah. They'd go to concerts and like literally, I'm talking a semi truck with pallets, and they would give it out. And some of them had water in them and shit and promo tents and and uh, these guys were cool and they partied. And one of them we shared the same birthday, and uh, he would just literally bring pallets. It was like, yo, bro, I can't carry no more upstairs. And we would, it was like giant Legos, Rockstar Energy Drink. No, basically what I'm trying to say is no one on the planet, the owner told me, no one on the planet has consumed, possessed, or had more rock star than me. And I pretty much, like 20% of my body probably still has rock star energy drink, whatever fucking crazy I remember medical it, it, bullshit was in it or something, I still inside Sausage me. Sausage Castle 7 rock star energy cases became shelves. Like was, they were it packed started, up against yeah. the walls and they were shelves for putting equipment on and shit. It started at Sasuke Castle 6. I was, uh, Girls Gone Wild had came to the house and I became like the first person ever to have Girls Gone Wild film his house. And a guy named Don Vito, who was Bam Margera from Jackass's uncle, um, he uh, had his 50th birthday and we had like a fireworks show and a cake and we literally tore down a part of our fence and put a tour bus in the backyard. It was this thing called Bong Vaca. And it was like the most legit, not so legit. You would have thought like uh, some huge corporate company like did like some pop-up show in my backyard. I'm going to go on record and say throughout all the time I've known you and we've worked together, we have had some wild, shitty vodka companies like come out of the woodwork to fucking promote us. Oh, yeah. I mean, like there were times where I would literally spend so much time and effort like Yo, bro, I know this guy in MySpace, and he has, like, this shirt company. He's totally going to, like, hook it up. I remember one time me and Rab himself, another jackass buddy of mine, we went to Ohio, and we were at the Oloroso, which is where Dimebag Daryl got shot on stage and, and died. Rest in peace, Dimebag. And I remember fucking uh, going there, and we got picked up from the airport, and we were kind of like, eh. and I remember, the, hey, oh, my God, what do you know? The guy's t-shirt company was named rockstar inc and he literally that day he picked me up from the airport got a, a cease and desist from rockstar energy i guess they owned like the the, the trademark or something yeah. to the word or some shit so he had like all this merch and it was just this dude trying to hustle living in an apartment in ohio and me and rab were uh we did a radio show early in the morning which was crazy because the playmate chick that got naked was Brett Michaels is like girlfriend at one time, and then fast forward like ten years later, Brett Michaels on my tour bus. The next day, my bus burns down. That's not a correlation. Go backwards. Like you don't do that to yes. make things oh, yeah. correlate. Oh yeah, yeah, go, no. You don't go. I'm going oh, back. That's crazy because I met Brett Michaels' girlfriend. So my my girlfriend on a radio show. Oh, that's wild because ten years. My girlfriend later, Danielle Stewart, whose dad was a brain surgeon, and her her, her uh, mom and dad hated me. Where does the wait? But and wait, I went up dating. Both sisters, both daughters of the Stewart family. But where does this go? It goes right back to us in the airport. 
and I saw a penthouse magazine, and this chick was on the cover. Who? And I tried to get it because I was kind of like feeling a little, little, little fucking randy. Who was on the cover? This chick that Brett Michaels was fucking. Okay. And then later, I was literally like, I picked up the penthouse magazine at the airport. This is, I don't know if they still sell Playboys or penthouses at the airport, but at, at this time, they definitely did. And I was going to bring it. Was this it, pre 9-11 or post 9-11? Pre. No, no, post. No, post. post. Yeah, post. I wasn't that. Come on, I wasn't. Because post 9-11, you know, they just figured out ways to get everything. Like, we can't sell blunts in the airport. Yeah. What about so, Al-Qaeda? Anyways, all of a sudden, I found myself doing a radio show early in the morning, me and Rab. And I swear to God, I go into, like, the conference room before they, like, bring you onto the show. And I looked on the conference table, and there's the penthouse magazine of the chick of the, the same magazine I had in my hand at the airport from the previous city. Because I was broke as shit, and I, I'm pretty sure I got some free airline, like, buddy pass, which basically means, like... Kiss your ass goodbye. You're definitely not, probably not making this flight. So I geeked in there by the skin of my teeth, barely got in, and then uh, doing the radio show. And the guy was like, all right, cool. Uh, So we're like, yeah, so uh, what hotel are we staying at? And literally he was like, yeah, um, listen. And it was like five days before Christmas, December. It's snowing, and me and Rab are in this dude's, like, fucking, I don't even know what it was, some little small little fucking shit car. And... We had already had the suspicion we were dealing with the janky promoter, but lo and behold, did we not know how janky this was, and uh, he only had enough money to like afford one hotel, and I was like, all right, well, Rab's way more important to me. Let him stay there, and then I had to wind up literally staying on this dude's couch at his apartment, and he was having some beef with his like roommate, and they had to like close the door. Shit got awkward, and I was like basically fucking my girlfriend on his couch and then i was like oh yeah you know so when are we getting the rest of this money and he's like yo bro yeah i got you i got you got you he's like hey you want a bunch of more of these uh shirts and i'm like no you know i kind of need the other money that i was promising the contract and uh lo and behold we didn't get paid and that was the first time i saw a midget pussy her name was uh cat the midget entertainer and i remember my girlfriend getting kind of mad where the fuck did you see the midget's pussy there's actually photos there was a popular meme going around it's still going around to this day and it's me in a bathroom at the oloroso and there's this little midget and she's dressed up like an elf like a like a little naughty santa elf or some shit and uh yeah fucking where was i going with this nowhere so i saw nowhere, my first midget man. pussy like, no, at this no, no, jank ass hotel at rav's place oh shit i forgot the most important part of the story there was this uh, where did you think very this, young where, but guy. Where, let me ask you real quick. Where do you think this story started? I don't know. Like, yeah. Don't where know. do you think? Because you were literally selling us for like the first five minutes of this podcast about some story about Brett Michaels' girl. And then no, go get, further back. We're, go further back. We're, but we're, but let me tell you, we get to Brett Michaels' girl, and then you're like, oh, wait. To understand this, you're going to have to go to the janky promoter. And then you're literally like, and there was a midget. No, there was. It's all true. I got, I got photos. Nobody's doubting it's true. Video. We're just trying We're to figure out why it happened in the order it happened when you told the story. The moral story, story is, is back in the day, a motherfucker had to, had to do whatever he could to get fucking paid. And then went all the way to Ohio five days before Christmas to get not paid. But I did see a midget pussy. <laughs> and there was this dude who paid $500 and... um. He uh, he was he. Uh, I had to have his like mo- his mom came into my house, and his mom came to my house, and and he was like abusive stepfather, like yo, so you gonna take my son to fucking Ohio? I was like yeah yeah you know, and he literally came with five hundred dollars cash, and I remember I actually used that money to like I think get back. <laughs> 
because I was so broke. <laughs> you used his money? Like he pay, did he pay you that money? Well, no. We did this thing called Rockstar Weekends. We I remember just, Rockstar Weekends, yeah. And, man, we called him Diaper because I remember we, we dressed him up in toilet paper, like a diaper. Uh, toilet paper made a diaper in this bathroom, the same place where this midget, like she's like pretending she's giving me a blowjob. And we're in this bathroom uh, at the Oloroso. And I remember getting, like, spanked by something. And I remember every time I went on stage, I was like, all right, Mike, whatever you say, do not say Dimebag Daryl. Do not say Dimebag Daryl. Do not say Dimebag Daryl. And I'm getting drunk. I'm like, yo, we're here at the fucking home of goddamn Dimebag Daryl. And then, like, in the bathrooms and the stalls, like, R.I.P., there's, like, flowers and shit. He'd only been dead for a hot minute. So, like, this was still very, very fresh. I was basically a rock and roll royalty fucking uh, sacred grounds. So, and I have no idea where that story came from, but it's deep. This is what you're going to expect on the show. That's, that's, the, that's what we were going. That's the unfortunate part. You yes. know? <laughs> when we were talking about, you were talking about uh, like your sponsorships with Rockstar. Rockstar. Let's, let's yeah. not get there. We've gone too deep already. <laughs> let's just say fuck that. Miguel's like, all right, one cup, uh, uh, one cup show limit. Yeah, yeah, you're just you're gonna be all over the place. The best part about it is they're gonna get so much details that we're gonna have to talk about on other episodes because we didn't fill in the rest of it. Hey, listen, I mean, I'm not only I'm not the only person with interesting stories. You have fucking lots of interesting stories. We have a very similar uh, upbringing. We have very crazy asshole but stern fathers. Yeah, we've got a lot of childhood memories that are pretty pretty good. We've got memories though uh, that we don't. I think there's times we don't talk about enough, like some of the stress we had when we were trying to put on events when we were broke as fuck and nothing oh, was God. happening. Uh, we did, um, and we used to get we used to get people come. Like we got David Blaine to come by the house. Literally last year, we were, if it wasn't for Corona, we'd be on tour. Yeah, going to visit our followers in a giant tour bus. We do a tour all across the country, and we end at a bunch of music festivals, and we do a bunch of shows. I've hosted the gather. We we have hosted the gathering juggalos for six years in a fucking row. And the last, like, five of them, I purposely have tried not to get invited back. And last year, we literally had people fucking on stage. I tried to have uh, uh, JT get shitted on uh, from a ladder. And Because like, you try when you're up there. You're like, I don't want to be invited back. No, it's not that because I love, I love the gathering. I love the Juggalos. But it's just like I think it's more of um, how the record label, like, kind of handles the actual event. Because, um, and this is not me talking shit, this is just me being honest, uh, if it wasn't for the Juggalos and the Gathering, I, I probably, I hate to say it, I don't even, sometimes I think, like, what is the single thing? Is it me? Is it my drive? Is it my passion? Is it luck? Is it because I'm just insane? Is it because of uh, DJ Paul, 3-6 Mafia? Is it from, is it because of Mitchell from Vice? Is it? Fucking ICP, Insane Clown Posse. Who is it? Is it because of Chop, the guy who got me booked, DJ Clay? I don't know. What's the question, though? Because you never gave us that. What was I talking about? <laughs> like, who the fuck knows? You literally <laughs> kept having so many different examples of what it was, and the you gathering. never said what the question okay. was. Is right. the question what made you famous? Is the question no, because what gave you I don't like to even say the word famous. I like to say, um, I don't know. Well, what it's the not... fuck was That's the thing, man. So, my God, dude, what did my, I tell you? you? You have so much dedication and passion when you're talking, but just the rest of us are like, I think we're near it. Are right, you seen like the, what was the retarded guy on the lawnmower man or some shit, a rain man? 
Like, <laughs> I'm thinking. Both those guys have two retarded guys. Okay, listen. <laughs> and if you combined them together, I could not imagine. With my Dustin, retarded powers combined. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman playing the lawnmower man. <laughs> All right, listen. Basically, what I'm trying to say is when you say a word, if I was to close my eyes and not even look at you, and you say a word, just say a word. Pancake. Pancake. I immediately think of an Aunt Mama, and I'm like, God damn, I love that fucking bitch. And now you're just going to go all the way and around. And then, boom, I go down a wormhole. Next thing I'm getting my fucking dick sucked in the back of a yellow truck somewhere in Texas. Boom, flashbacks. <laughs> that goes somewhere else. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That's how my brain goes. It's just like we've talked about it, too. When you talk, you get a stress while you're talking. That we, especially like if you're hearing other people talk and you're waiting for your turn to talk. You said it stresses you out. And it does because my brain's like, yeah. like, like the matrix, like all this information's going. Uh, and, and all Is realness, that what the matrix says? No, no, like, all realness. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all three of those fucking movies. <laughs> it sounds like a dude getting his dick sucked. Yeah. <laughs> There's never a point where he's like, Trinity, I'm in the matrix now. <laughs> <laughs> no, those. Uh, I think I was in, I, was, I know I was in fourth grade and I got offered to take uh, my <laughs> teachers. I thought I was like one of those like, yo, I think you're like a gifted student. You're like really, really sharp, but really, really retarded in some other areas. <laughs> I couldn't like tie my shoe and I went to bed till I was like 13. <laughs> but I could fucking read like a motherfucker, <laughs> but I still can't spell and I don't know my timetables. But if you were to ask me the pronunciation of s- certain things, a lot of them, I c- still can't say biscotti. Mm-hmm. And that I had problem with ox- I had wait, problem with oxygen. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Come All right, on. anyways. We're not, we're not try- no, no, we're not trying to make fun of anyway. We're learning no, no. disability, except for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> say it again. It comes with meatballs. What is it? Skeddy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But if you were to... You didn't even I use can all retain, the syllables. <laughs> I can retain knowledge and, and, and not... Like, I don't even... Like, you can't retain the knowledge of what it's called. It's served with breadsticks at Olive Garden. What I is it? I love biscotti. <laughs> if, I, if I break it down and say, spa... Spaghetti, I can say it. I That's can say it. That's you should it. say it. You should say it more with your hands again. I'd like some spaghetti. I've always hated when I went to restaurants that didn't have photos on the menu. It really pissed me the fuck off. You classy fuck. Yeah. I was like, I can't. If I can't see it, I ain't fucking but eating it. Here's the deal. I know I'm not the only one. Everybody loves seeing it, though. Let's not fucking bullshit. Everybody loves it. That's like all the pictures of the stuff at the Chinese restaurant never look like what they give you. But you're like, oh, that one looks good with the uh, jalapenos and like, uh, what is that? Like some, uh, you know, some some sprouts and shit. You're like, yeah, you come and get it. It's all in a red sauce, just dumped on top of rice. The like, last tour, shit. we we uh, I took the whole crew. We were somewhere near New Orleans, and uh, we went to some fancier restaurant. And I was like, oh god, the fancier. Like when you roll up to the the hostess area and you see the motherfuckers in suit and ties, you're like, oh shit, this one's gonna hurt me. The dishwasher's got a collared shirt on. Yeah, shirt. I'm like, oh fuck, maybe we should try somewhere else. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fuck, I'm gonna wind down these motherfuckers. They done survive 45 days of hell on tour. Uh, we 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 travel uh, together. It's like 20 of us. Yeah, like, like a carry van. caravan. It's like a we're like a shitty like uh, Guns and Roses like opening band. We literally roll like super fucking legit, but we're we're you know we're only getting a couple hundred people to show up to a show, but uh, those kind of holding people are fucking super jazzed to may, see us. Man, say one of my favorite things about being on the road is when we stop at like a truck stop and live there for like an afternoon, because uh, members come out, they bring weed, they bring food. People come out to meet you with our like, parking their lot looks like Lollapalooza after everyone's left. Yeah. If we're parked somewhere. It's just like, it looks like Burning Man, like the day five after everyone's gone. It's just like shit everywhere. And what these guys don't know is so, 
I'm the tour manager when we go on tour, which a lot of the jobs I have here, I'm not the guy qualified to do. It's just like Mike's like, somebody's going to have to write checks and handle this tour. And I'm like, okay. And then I never do, I've never done tour managing to this level before. And it's fun, it's fun to look back and think about the, the people we had with us having to try to stay in control of that situation. When we were at the gathering, we had had to pass a rule because we don't do hard drugs or anything like that. Nobody in the crew really does. But at the gathering, some people were going to do like hallucinogens and stuff. Oh, so yeah. We had to pass a rule. You could only do hallucinogens when your shift was over and you had to report to me as the tour manager and let me know. So One of I our knew. camera guys had a whole incident with you last year. Uh, our camera guy was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I've been doing drugs. Well, yeah, I was doing mushrooms and acid and yeah, M Miguel, I haven't slept for three days, but man, give me a break. Yeah. That, and then we had, a, we had, uh, we had JT on tour who was getting in an argument with somebody who was trying to be like, oh, JT, you're partying all the time. You're partying too. And JT, my favorite part was JT comes up to me. He's like, yes, Yes, I have been doing acid, but I have been telling Miguel every time. He's like, because that's what I do. I report to my manager. <laughs> I was like, man, I think some of these people haven't had normal jobs. A lot I was of very blessed to have a lot of jobs. A lot of the people in a Yeah, but you've also had a lot of, like, jobs that it, it, it set your mind to a certain way. Your company makes a couple million dollars a year, and you'll be like, listen, when I worked at Fat Boy's Barbecue, this is not how we ran things. I'm the old guy who's like, listen, you little shit. I used to walk up down a hill back and forth barefooted to go to school. I, just, I like, will always be that guy because we, me and you are like kind of torn from the same cloth. We come from the – we're, we're yeah. the similar age. We're, we're creeping up on our 40s, and we have been through some shit. And we believe in the old fucking, you know, hey, you get your ass beat by your dad and you drink hose water. Yeah. And uh, you I know. like how you call the drink hose water now, though, because both me and you, we've had the uh, understood the glories of bottled water and the water tanks and stuff. And I'm be honest, I ain't going back to fucking hose water ever again. I'm going to knock on the door. I still like, every now and then I love tasting that plastic on a hot summer day. Hose water. Like nowadays you think about it, man, you might get fucking shot running up on somebody's house drinking out of their hose. I, there was this homeless dude that became very popular for a little bit on my uh, Snapchat. When I first started Snapchatting, we called him, fuck, what did we call him? Lee. Lee, the Texas homeless walker. I remember I remember Texas walker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ro Roddy Rob knows about him. Roddy Rob's in the, uh, in the house. We got JT, Hot Dick, Hot Rod. We got Steven and, and uh, Robert. We got a studio audience today. We got... We have five human beings listening and live in the flesh right now. And that's the worst thing ever for us because now Mike feels like he has to make sure all five of those human beings are engaged throughout this whole podcast. No, I just want to stimulate their minds. Like I, I, Me and you as entertainers, we do look to the audience for like vibes and vibrations. So when, when Robert's looking at rope and looking at like the, the 10 quickest ways to dispose of a stripper body, we're like, is he really feeling the show right now? Because... We're, unfortunately, we're not live right now, so we only get to like vibe on the energy from the audience. So we appreciate it, you five motherfuckers, if you show some facial expressions after our fucking our colorful fucking analysis of life. Hey, also, Thank you. Also, real quick, what do you breathe? Oxygen. <laughs> oxygen. Oxy <Some>. <laughs> I, I, I breathe chicken, Miguel. I breathe oxygen. I, I breathe goddamn chicken. No, I mean, we've had every fucking job. We didn't like, we weren't like these spoiled little shit kit fucker TikTok fucks. Speaking of that, we got like a TikTok guy coming over like six million followers tomorrow. Hey, that's one of me. That's, that's something I love when we're like, we'll watch a social media and be like, look at this bullshit Vine crap. And then all of a sudden we're like, hey, there's this dude from Vine. He's got like 20 million followers. He wants to come over. Like, let's film some content. Yeah, Vine's gone. 
And I, the more social media disappears, the better, because that's one less goddamn social media I have to fucking dedicate my entire life. You could literally be in locked up in prison the rest of your life and still not master the craft of Instagram. I mean, you think there is some dude in prison right now who's who's like dedicated himself like Andy and Shawshank, but it's just to like Instagram. Yeah, well, well, you know of this, but this is yeah. like you know we're doing uh, broadcasting. Yeah. So we're like, hey, so and we're not even this isn't even wrote down. We actually. We have cliff notes for the second half of the show, which we talk about current events. But right now, we're completely improving. I'm pretty sure nothing up my sleeve, motherfuckers. I'm pretty sure anybody listening knows that there's no script or fucking yeah, well, or, or set. They're path like, wow, how the are show. they so smooth on these transitions? Uh, we had a they're guy. Like, where was the transition? How did I start out here and end here? Well, let me bring it back. We had a guy named Clep. He was a California crypt. He he was in prison for a uh, bank robbery. Nothing sexual or too violent. You know, slightly violent. Just one of those cool bank robbers. Like, hey, everybody, get on the floor. You give wild. me your money, bitch. I got a rank. Come on, bitch. Come on, just give me the money, everybody bitch. Everybody be cool, and you might find a little 20 in your pocket before I get out of here. Yeah, so my guy, uh, he was hitting me up, and he was like, yeah. And I'm like, God damn, what the fuck? Is this motherfucker in jail or some shit? And I kept, then I, then I followed him on Snapchat, <laughs> and I was like, this motherfucker is in prison? And he is—he has a merch line. The best. I'm in civilization, and I don't even have a goddamn merch line yet. And this guy is totally killing it. And he's like one of those really cool criminal dudes. Hey, yo, real quick, man, swipe up if you want to see me getting this fight with this wood. It's—it's this clef here. Make sure you buy a shirt. So C L E P clef from California. He's a certified crip or something. I don't know if he's like related to. He he's to, verified. I don't know if he's, he's got a blue check street mark certified. On his he, I don't know if he like his little fucking emoji crip walks and shit and stuff <laughs> on a do rag or not. But this motherfucker was shipped in prison with a fucking some type of phone, which was it looked like from the fucking the the the, the late nineties. Yeah, because prisoners aren't getting the iPhone eleven. Like that's not getting snuck in it's a like, butt. I could see him telling the CEO, where the fuck is my goddamn Amazon package? I ordered a fucking iPhone 12. Where the fuck is it? They should literally design. A, there should be some like knockoff company that designs its whole phone looking like a like a tube. And it's called the inmate. And it's like this thing just mm, <gasps> carry it anywhere. As soon as you fucking restart, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my ringtone. <laughs> right up that asshole. Ass. Oh, right up that fucking, right up that booty hole, babe. You got, you got a brand new phone. This motherfucker is Snapchatting me. He's fucking uploading footage to Dropbox. I was like, yo, let's produce a show. <laughs> and I literally wrote out like a whole thing. And I was like, yo, we're going to do a cooking segment where you're going to like show us how you make hunch punch and shit, prison punch and stuff. I would have loved to see like when we're trying to explain to the IRS what different purchases are. Like, well, like, you're on a, you're what's, on a. What's this 200 bucks a week? Oh, that's on the books. Um, Speaking yeah. of that, the IRS is still like asking questions. Yeah, they won't let this audit. We got audited last year, which was the scariest moment of my life. But now I don't give a fuck. I'm like, listen, IRS, now you owe me some money now because like you keep emailing me asking all these questions. What is five thousand dollars to Geico? What the fuck you think it is? That was to? The, the, honestly, guys, that was the, one of the questions that the IRS uh, auditor asked us. They were like, "What's this five thousand dollar payment to Geico?" And we were like, "What the fuck do you mean?" And she was like, well, what did you buy from Geico? I was like, what the fuck else do they I'll sell? I'll give you four guesses. Yeah. Geico doesn't have like a product line. You know, I don't know if we should talk about this or not, but she had, Like what it was, like, it was a streaming she, service. Well, yeah, she's probably fucking not. Well, Geico. Maybe she's getting paid to audit this fucking goddamn podcast. She was a nice lady. And our CPA, shout out to David Cole, said she was the most personal, nice. She actually took a photo with one of our goats. And yeah. He was like, I've never seen 
an IRS agent. She showed us a badge. She had this fucking crazy black ops fucking laptop. She put some card in there, got some fucking some crazy Jesus internet. Here's, I was like, here's whoa. something for you guys. They literally told us this, this meeting is going to take about two hours. And I was like, no, it's not. Mike's going to be talking. And they're like, I cried. I was hours. so passionate. She's like, but where where is your income from the last 20 years? I was like, listen, I was fucking borderline homeless it was a five hour meeting with a break it's a big property no yeah she needed all <laughs> like like we three times and she wouldn't drink nothing and our our david cole our cpa is like oh and just let you know that the the irs agents they never take any water and they never want to use your bathroom well after five hours she was like i need to piss take a nap we, we were in there cooking Cooking yeah. goddamn enchiladas for her, springing extra fucking adobo on that shit. Holla! She was like, "Oh, I don't know who this Post Malone is. This, this who she are these people?" Any, and I was like, "She's like, I know like Ricky Martin. I know who Ricky Martin is. Do you know Ricky Martin?" I was like, "I don't know who Ricky Martin is, but I bet I can fucking get hold of him." She's, "Oh no, you can't. He's this Ricky Martin. Where is she from, Mike? Like Puerto Rico or something? I don't fucking know. Like she sounds so, like Jafar's girlfriend. No shit. bullshit. Like, no bullshit. In thirty fucking minutes, I I texted some of my people. I said, "Hey." I need Ricky Martin on line one, motherfucker. I got the IRS over here. I need to pull in some favors. I was like, I was like, yo, hey, y'all got Ricky Martin on the fucking, you got his cell phone number because he didn't answer my DM. And I got this IRS agent that's super, super sweet on Ricky Martin. And literally in 30 fucking minutes, I, I shit you not, like, I promise you, I can literally type in Ricky Martin. Ricky, look at this. Ricky Raphael Caban, whatever you say that, Ricky Martin manager texts me and says, hello, Mr. Busey, I, what can I do for you today? Like, boom, that's that power, baby. That's that, that's that shit. And I was like, hey, I didn't get to talk because I had to like, this is like off record. I was like, hey, I need you to fucking show up at some quinceanera fucking in, down, in, down in fucking Orlando, Florida. This IRS agent, I need, I need to get some heat off my back. And I got nothing to hide, nothing illegal. I'm good to go. I'm very passionate. I came from nothing. All this shit. This fucking, we, 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 rid off, we wrote off these fucking microphones, these headphones, everything. We wrote off, we're writing everything off. Because these are expenses for business operating. This is a business, Miguel, okay? Hey, real quick. What were we talking about? We were talking about getting audited by the IRS. When? Not in the beginning of it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> how, how many minutes are we into the first show? 33. Can we? Hey, Robert, if, if you don't mind, could you wake up and give us a dry eraser board message and do this? Could you fucking flash it? You know, just so we could... I got a timer. I'm, oh. I'm professional. I don't know what... Can you, can you let me in on the time? Yeah, like, like I said, 33 minutes. So what we normally do is we do the first hour, we talk about whatever our lives, and then the last hour, if you're still there, if you're still with us, we talk about what's going on in this crazy-ass world. Did you... Um, like, me and Robbie were just talking in the office about it. Like, did, we're here, you know, we've been around for, for a long time, and we remember when this wasn't like a, a profession. Don't eat fucking candy. While you're on a podcast. You act like we can't hear it. All I'm hearing is it. All I'm hearing is you chewing fucking hard candy on your podcast. I was going to say, man, did you expect ever to be here? But looking at you now, this is the same goddamn trailer park dawn I knew fucking years ago. Do you guys know real quick, Mike, great businessman, ideas that we've constantly told you that's never going to work, that you made work. But me and him have been fighting. It's called it's I told you so law. Yeah, we've been fighting for three years. Yeah, yeah. 
We've been fighting for three years because all Mike ever wants to do is 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 fucking have more trailers on the land and rent out trailers. And it doesn't matter if we're fucking talking about, hey, we got this real good deal with the sponsor and we could possibly make a couple hundred thousand about it. He's like, that's cool. Check this out. We could put 12 trailers around here. We talked about it today. We talked about it every week. That had a very heated, heated uh, conversation about it. Every week. Because out of all the things you can focus on, you love the idea of being like a trailer park boss. Listen, there's one thing that everyone needs in this world, and that is a place to live. After you get done with trailers, I think you're going to move on to, like, fucking storage units. He's going to be like, also, I'm thinking about the bid bucks here. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm in it for the long game, you know? I'm Do you a think trailers and, like, storage units? We talked like about this, the, I think, the first second part show. As long as you don't uh, rape a bitch, fuck a kid, or do some fucked up shit to animals, you got longevity. 20 years. And I wouldn't say I'm relevant, but I'm still fucking here. And you can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Swipe up, baby. Oh, I, I'm bringing it, baby. I'm bring, I ain't playing no goddamn games, Miguel. I'm excited. We are le- Stephen Wells. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Miguel. You have like a legit radio show. Yeah. You have like a there's a legit studio. You have uh, which listeners. Start, which started from us, you know, from uh, my first radio I was ever on was with you, man. That's where I learned the game. Well, I don't know how much you learned, but you were you're very talented, and and uh, yeah, and everything you do, uh, you're one of my favorite people. I can talk. You're the guy in the room that I'll never say, "Hey, Miguel, I need you to leave." I don't care what it is. You're the guy that I trust and I love and I care about. We have shower meetings. That sounds gay, but let me fill you in. We have shower meetings because Mike can wake up he does. in the morning. We have an open shower, and then I'll be in there watching my nasty. Imagine Homer as like a Play-Doh character smashed up against a concrete wall 20 times in a plastic bag. That's what my naked body looks like. But it's like first thing in the morning, it's time to like catch up on what the day is going to be like. And uh, whenever that happens, the first thing I do is Mike will be in the shower and I'll just walk over to the side, kind of fill him in. But Mike... He's like, listen, Mike, uh, today, okay, at 1 o'clock, we got uh, this uh, girl that's going to put gummy bears up her asshole. You're going to love it, Mike. Then I got to take your pug to the vet around 3, and that's pretty much how our days go. Yeah. I spent an hour with Rowdy Rob and JT, our friend from Canada, um, putting together a fucking pig park. We, we bought, I bought a bunch of, uh, like, toy... Like kids' tents, like little pop-up tents. I would tell you, man, those pigs are ugly as fuck, though. Like, yeah. I looked at those pigs today, and I was like, these aren't cuddly, cute animals. Like, they look all like they're... All of them are like third-generation half-boar, half-regular Because they're pig. all literally habitually incesting and fucking each other. Oh, like they're brothers, sisters. Because every three months or so, they get pregnant, and they just fuck each other. If you go outside the front yard of the castle, the sausage castle here, you'll literally hear at any given time, and it's the sounds of pig rape. Yeah. Over and over and over. The pigs are always fucking each other. Then they're making more baby pigs, which causes hawks and coyotes to be everywhere now. I don't think the I don't even think the hawks and the coyotes want to eat these. Like, these smell like goddamn retarded incest pigs. The pigs are the pigs aren't the best looking pigs. But at least you whoa, got them a home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got them a home though. They're beautiful, Miguel. No, they're ugly as fuck. But you got them a home though, at least. Because when they didn't have a home, this is what you guys don't know. First, first like couple days with pigs, waiting for a home for them. 
Uh, Florida has storms. It's like death row. Yeah, these poor goddamn pigs, if they don't have nowhere to go, they're just like up against a wall squealing while it's a fucking hurricane. For $19.99, you can, you can give a, a pig a home. We got a pig. You got a pig. What'd you get them for homes, though? Tell the people. They're these little pop-up, like, kids, like, uh, tents. Like, got I, little TPs. And we got those little little doggy mazes with the tunnels that, like, Connected little cubes. Now, how long so do you expect cute? that to last out there? Uh, it's probably destroyed already yeah, by they're now. They're fucking pigs that destroy everything. It. We were taking hot dog buns and throwing it in there, like baiting each little teepee. Like, yeah, that's it. Go in that little teepee. Yeah, entertain me, pig. Entertain me, fucking pig. Yeah, that's it. You go in there, lay down, and get comfortable on your. And my Amazon purchases. Yeah. You sound like a like a terrifying casting producer right now. You yeah, go, that's it. Entertain yeah. me, pig. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the fucking pigs are pretty much living, like, their fucking best life now. I mean, Richard Porker is probably not going to get malaria because he has a little shelter to escape from the mosquitoes. How old is Richard Porker now? I don't know because I think here, Richard Porker, we've never talked about it. Richard Porker is our pig that came from the last Sausage Castle. And um, my neighbor, Mike Wolf, who used to be my boss at Disney World, uh, lived across the highway. And he's like, hey, uh. I got this really hot chick that's got a baby pig. She don't want it no more. She's looking for a home. I was like, oh, well, shit, okay. Well, fucking, hey, you know, maybe I should bring it over and I'll check out the pig. And I had no intention of keeping this pig. But this girl was fucking hot. I was like, damn, I was, damn, you live across the street, baby. Oh, damn, what's up, baby? So I was all like, okay, okay. So then I'm like trying to like, you know, you know when a guy is like trying to talk to somebody in a store. Like, yeah, maybe I like this. And she's just trying to make the sale, like, get the fuck out of here, you fat fuck. But I was like, damn, so tell me about your life. Like, I was, like, so intrigued. So basically, I got uh, what they call honey potted or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I was, like, thinking I had a chance to, to fuck this this chick. But but instead, I fucking inherited a damn pig <laughs> that was a little baby that turned into a fucking monster. And literally every day, uh, back when I first started Snapchatting, my, my, my Snapchatters loved watching me uh, chase him as every single fucking day he would knock over a, a giant trash can and literally it was just fucking bottles and shit everywhere and i don't pick up this bottle this this trash can once twice three times four times a day multiple times a day and my anger the true passion of me like richard i'd like run after him i'd fall down uh fucking pig would start trying to run on the tile he'd come in start eating the drywall he was shaking bitches down he he uh ate uh my cousin's makeup one time and uh literally like people would come like we're gonna go to the sauce castle it's in the middle of nowhere let's pick up some food and he would hear the the ruffle of the bag and he <laughs> and he would literally meet them at the fucking door of their car in the pitch darkness and literally try to get into their car like he was gonna carjack these motherfuckers to get their food. Richard Porker's a gangster. You have no clue to this date if Richard Porker's actually a male pig or a female. We don't right? because we're like, wait a minute, we don't. Because he's it. got big nipples sometimes. One time we thought he was pregnant. Remember that? Oh yeah, no, we were like, we're like, we were having one of these uh, uh, fucking Bruce Jenner moments. Like, wait a minute, so do we refer him as a he or she? And because uh, I remember we came over here and, and, and it was weird because Richard Porker had big ass nipples. And looked like swole pregnant. nipples. Yeah, and, and looked pregnant, which was weird. His oh, belly. Swole ass nipples. But did you ever see him have babies? No, actually, I didn't. I've actually delivered a lot of baby pigs. I've actually delivered some pigs without buttholes. <laughs> and it's really, really sad. <laughs> Wait, no, I know. Listen, no, I know this no, sounds. No, fuck you. Tell me. No, that. no, two times. 
Not once, but twice. The pig was born without a butthole? Listen, and fuck, I, I kind of feel bad about this because one time I kind of squeezed it and it died. No, tell me, you got to start from the beginning. Don't, uh, don't, don't ruin it. You got to right. start from the beginning. Right, right. Pigs, so, pigs are born without buttholes. So I didn't know. I was like, God damn, why is this pig, this little pig over here getting so swole up and shit? Like, God damn, this motherfucker eating, okay? So I kind of looked down. I was like, what the fuck? This motherfucker don't have a butthole. <laughs> and this is true. You can Google it. This fucking pig had no butthole. So he was hungry because he needed to live, but it was sad because every time he ate, he was closer and closer to his demise. Pig, like so, pigs. Does it happen a lot? The yeah, no, well, pigs? twice to me personally. To pigs? Yeah, because I was I always look at him like you look at him. You know when a baby when a doctor delivers a baby, he's like, oh, I got all his toes and you know he's all normal and shit. But I'm looking <laughs> Let at the me pig, see that butthole. I look at the the first thing I knew was look at the butthole. I was like, oh shit, we got another one. Here we go. <laughs> Motherfucker swell up and blow up and die. <laughs> So yeah, I've had two little baby pig, oh, baby pigs die of butthole fucking <laughs> butthole non butthole disease. Fucking motherfucker got no butthole, just die. <laughs> Yo, that would be so fun. That reminds me of the fucking torture skit from the Wu Tang app, and he's like, "I'm gonna sew your asshole up, and yeah, keep feeding you and feeding you, yeah, and feeding you." Yeah. <laughs> uh. I loved Wu Tang back in the oh, day. Man. What would you? What would you? What would be worse to you? Your dick hole closed up or your butthole closed up? Oh, I'd say butthole because yeah. that's you gotta like you gotta get rid of that shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. eventually that you piss got- can go out the butthole. You know, what I'm saying because I've I, I have pissed out my butthole a fair share of times a day. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had projectile diarrhea, but my man, I've shit. I have least shit out my ass twenty feet. Oh, the worst shit is when you're on the toilet and all you're just hearing is like a gallon of liquid come out. <sighs> Because <laughs> you know it's cake in the side of the bowl, too. Like, the if you look part, back at the shit, if you look back after a liquid shit, it's like you just took a thing of paint and dumped it in the toilet. Oh, yeah. And you're hoping, like, no hot chick is near you. Yeah. And there's always, like, chicks in my and the bathroom. And the cleanup on a liquid shit is like, it's it's almost like you're buttering a roll. Like, it's just. You ever have a turd that just won't flush? He's like, just keeps holding on? Yeah. You're like, God, I cannot. And it takes so long for the bowl to fill back up with water. Like, man, I got to fucking I get took a two super, more flushes. So, during tour, I only took two solid shits. <laughs> the rest of them were just a mixture of shit. But I remember one solid shit was one of those that, like, as it's coming out of you, you're like, holy shit, does this thing, like, have corners? Like, Do you remember like, the shit list? Hurts. The poster? For, yeah. Uh, they had it Spencer's? Yeah, like the ghost shit and yeah, all that. Yeah, uh, man, I remember being young and seeing the shit list. Is this giant poster at Spencer's in the mall. And I was like, wow, this speaks to me. I have had almost every one of these shits, like the iceberg shit. Yeah. All those shit. The shits. ghost is still the greatest. <laughs> oh Just comes out your ass, goes straight you down look, the hole. There's you no look, wiping. Why do we... Hey, honest. Let me ask an honest question. Have yeah. you ever took a shit and not looked back at it? If I didn't, man, it'd be like... You it, always it, look yeah, back there's at There's no it. reason. You're you like, I'm going to say goodbye to my home. It's the opposite of an explosion. A real man looks back at his shit. You got to look back at it like, hey, man, it's been real, dog. I'll see you. I'll see you when I... I'll see you when, I'll see you when the shit... The giant toilet in the sky. This is why you have to look at... This is why you have to look at your shit. Because you feel what it goes through coming out of you. You're, you're like, like, that's a piece of me. <laughs> you're just I like, miss you. No, you're just shocked at like, what shape is this? Because the way it felt, like, did I eat a bag of thorns last night? Like, this <laughs> is horrible. <laughs> Have you ever took a shit and looked at it and been like, well, that's not what I expected? <laughs> no. I was like, whoa. One time I, I was in college at Florida Christian College. I don't know why I just happened to have a Polaroid camera. I took a shit. It was like 16 to 19 inches long. And I, mean, I was late to practice. And my, and was my it coaching, coming out of the toilet? Yeah, no. No breakage, though. I had <laughs> I used to film with a little high 8 camera. I used to have a little night vision because when you put the hole between your balls, 
it gets dark down in that bowl. So you had to flip on that little switch on the Hi8 camera. It all goes green, baby. You can see see in the dark. Like the Paris Hilton porn and shit. Oh yeah, just like the Paris Hilton porn. The tits had eyes and shit, like a, a deer in headlights, like staring back at you and shit. And you're like, and I can sit there and flip it on and look at the look at my turd. I was like, wow, that one's huge. So I got up and I fucking took a picture of it. And I remember fanning the little Polaroid and I brought it to fucking practice. I was like, I told you I was late. And they bought it. Coach Mellenbacher was like, all right, I'll let this one slide. <laughs> so, <laughs> How much out of the toilet was it? It wasn't it was out. It was like a giant, like, uh, like, it was a, a, complete, like a cow it was patty, a, like a spiral. It's like one of those biblical like snake things. Yeah. You see a snake that's eating its own tail. It was like a giant fucking turd snake. <laughs> I've had the, I've had the snake, the turd snake that's eating its tail. And you always look at it. Like I look at my turds like people look at tea leaves. Like I try to interpret the rest of my day by the way the turd lays out. Swipe up, baby. You're going to love our new turd, our new turd show podcast. I'm just looking at the talking turd. about shit for two hours. <laughs> I'm just looking at it the whole time. Like everyone just gave us five stars on the rating, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna take this one back." <laughs> like maybe not. I wasn't really feeling the whole shit convo. <laughs> Girls weren't. I mean, I mean, guys were like, "Man, I fucking." Someone is gonna comment on like my Instagram or something. Like, man, I was really when y'all were talking about those turds, man. I really that that really hit me really deep and right deep in my field. Everyone's bro. everyone's done this one too. You've all laser cut a turd with your piss, oh, dude. <laughs> you don't try to. It's like playing Battleship. Yeah. You're like, I will destroy this turd and sink it. Yeah. You fucking just start late, like you said, laser cut laser it right in cut half. That turd. You know, it's another one too. When you're at like a, uh, when you're at like a public bathroom, and there's that little like uh, thing hanging there, the deodorant, and it's it's halfway done, and you're like, I gotta piss and break Wait, I'll this. I'll finish off. this. Yeah, like it, it's been like you're you're just in Alaska, one of those cruises. And you're like, and look over here, the starboard bow. This iceberg is disintegrating and it just falls in. You're like, yeah, I'll show this little fucking little fucking bathroom. <laughs> Fucking stall mint. I'm gonna destroy that pink little shit. That's why I feel bad for women because I can't imagine imagine them having as much fun pissing oh, or no. shitting as men. I bet, I bet bitches don't even look at their turds. They ungrateful just, motherfuckers. If a girl don't look at her turds, she don't love you because she can walk away from anything. Okay, so just remember that. I, man. I'm telling you, girls are so ashamed of shitting. They're, the last thing they're gonna do is look back at their turd. Have you ever had to shit like? Uh, I remember my mom and my sister. I was like, oh my god, what do women just? Poop little like rabbit pellets. They were like little balls. I'd never seen my mom or my sister poop like logs. You went and saw rubber. their shit afterwards. Uh, I think like sometimes the little balls they go down and they come, oh, come right back got, up. I hate when you're combating that. Like you flush, the whole shit goes away, and then yeah. one guy's like, "I'm gonna hold this position. I'll get you yeah. next time." Yeah. I hate also when uh, when you drop one and it just coats the back of the toilet enough so that everybody after you knows this yes. guy bro this guy oh my hey, shit. no no i swear <laughs> to god no lie today today i'm sitting on my little bidet right yeah and you sit on backwards you face the wall only because i accidentally walked in on this french girl at a party i was like oh sorry sorry sorry, sorry. and she's like i was like yo uh i'm sorry but uh were you sitting on the bidet backwards she's like oh you stupid american you some you're so stupid you sit on it this way and i was sitting when we first moved here i had a bidet when i was trying to shoot water up your butthole and uh i haven't used toilet paper in like four fucking years no lie i have a coat hanger a oh, plastic coat hanger from walmart thing. This is so i've gross. talked about this on my snapchat and stuff and no bullshit um 
This is. I was like, when I sat on it properly, no, like, oh no, wow, the water is actually hitting my butthole you now. Can't not because four, it was hitting my dick. You can't not. Had a really clean dick and dirty butthole. You can't not finish the coat hanger part. How do you do no, that? I'll go back to it. How do you leave something that interesting away just to talk about a bit? All right. So here's the deal. So I have a I have a, a beautiful bathroom, thanks to all these wonderful members. I have a regular toilet that I shit on, and then I kind of crab, crab, uh, waddle walk over to the second toilet, which is the bidet. I flip on hot and cold. Make sure you have the cold on because, woo, I have burnt my butthole. That shit is no fucking joke. You do not know pain till you feel scalding hot water up your fucking uh, butthole. Not good. Okay, so it's like a like a five or six inch little little fucking little fountain shit. It's washing your bottle if you're sitting on it properly, and uh, you know I don't use toilet paper, so sometimes I gotta dislodge some shrapnel, some some uh, some uh, fucking cargo, some unwanted cargo, some stowaways, and uh, from your ass, from my asshole, with yes, the coat hanger? my sphincter, and it's not a normal like abortion coat hanger, like a copper metal one. We're talking like the Walmart plastic ones has a bulgy end. In kay? my in my head, I'm thinking about the one you hang a suit on with the clips. Yeah, no, you this hasn't like no, this is made like, of oak. This is like uh, it's like the Walmart one. And of course, I have fat Walmart. Everything I have from is like Walmart or Amazon or some shit. You know, like if it doesn't film come show up film smelling like China from Almahide, then it's just not mine. I literally paid eight dollars for this shirt, and I have like ten of them, and. Uh, so at Walmart, I get I think I'm three X or four X, which is like the black tab. Yeah. And I always know that the black tab goes down because the brown side goes down. So I take the coat hanger and it kind of sits at a, like a forty five degree angle. And whatever part, I always make sure the part that I dislodge my sphincter uh, shit particles that that part it lays on the ground and I kind of just gently kickstand it up against the back of the bidet and no one ever knows but every now and then i'll have like a new cleaning lady and she's like hey where do i put the i'm like no (laughs) i've literally found my shit hanger in my closet (laughs) twice and i'm like i should probably talk about that in an interview i'm like listen hey clean everything but do not touch (laughs) Touch the hanger behind the bidet (laughs) so yeah long story short uh, like those other uh, obese people, I have, my butthole is clean and fresh. And the last four years, my my genitals and my fucking uh, Fermunda cheese is fucking. I, I feel great. Like I sometimes I'll get dressed and get ready to go to club. I'm like, damn, you know what? I don't know if I got enough. So I'll sit back, I'll drop my britches, and I, and it sounds like just water, like. And sometimes the the. Now, this is a true story. I'm not trying to get too graphic or anything. But sometimes I'll be fucking lodging a little too hard, and it'll make, like, a squirt noise, and the backsplash of the wall will get, like, some brown water, like, on the thing, and then I'll have to, like, scoop it like a little bird bath, like, and, like, fucking try to fish it down the, the drain. Sometimes the chunk doesn't all go out in the toilet once so when I go to toilet two the old bidet <laughs> I had to take the coat hanger and do some little pool I'm like I'm over here like a Minnesota fat playing some pool <laughs> trying to get the dirt into the fucking the right pocket so I'm like taking the water and fucking uh, you know like some broom hockey fucking trying to swivel the shit down the drain one time you gained so much weight you couldn't wipe your ass really. oh dude was, I was getting so fat I've lost over 100 pounds yeah, in the last year I was getting so fat that I, I literally, I think maybe that's how it started. I couldn't even wipe my ass because I was like, 
I had to like lift my balls up and shit. And I had to like we to went, go deep and I, I couldn't reach. And then I started grabbing sticks we and shit. Put, we went to putt putt that one time. And, and I'm talking to Mike. And Mike's going to the bathroom. And he's like, hey, I need a stick. And I'm thinking like he's shit already. And he needs something to like chop up the shit. It's not draining. <laughs> and I give him like this small but strong stick. And he's like, what is this? And I'm like, yeah, I think you're chopping up a turd that won't flush down or toilet paper. He's like, no, I need to put the toilet paper on so I can wipe my ass. <laughs> you, you ever seen how they put like an Indiana Jones, when Indiana goes down into like a cave, he takes a, a, a big like uh, stick and wraps like fucking gauze around it. That's how I dislodge my turds when I don't have my bidet. And I'm telling you, I have literally had other grown ass men gently pour down water down the crack of my ass as I started finger banging. I don't I don't like listen, let me tell you, all right, let me back this up. I, my my up. coat hanger doesn't actually penetrate my butthole, okay? It just kinda like <laughs> That's the part you're worried about. Out of all this information you're like, oh I just want the record to state that I do not Penetrate my sphincter when I, when with the coat hanger. When I'm playing pool in my ass like Minnesota fats. Listen, <laughs> some of y'all were listening to this and they're like Damn, that's a good idea. <laughs> I guarantee you, someone in this room, hot, I can see the hot rods. Like, hot rods, like, man, this guy's gonna be fucked up. Tomorrow, you're gonna see a goddamn plastic coat hanger upstairs in the fucking bathroom. Mark my words. Robert, don't play no games. The coat hanger in the ass is a skinny fuck. Day. That's us, us big guys have to worry about when we're shitting. It's like. Well, I, I definitely... It's a, it's a messy situation. Yeah. Like, I, I know for a fact, sometimes when I'm dropping a deuce in, like, a public thing, I got to look at the amount of toilet paper they have, because I'm like, mm, Yeah. Mm. Like, I'm going I'm to need a few more squares in that play, huh? Yeah, you, you, you underestimate. Little you, did we know that, like, 20% of this show is going to be about us wiping our ass and shitting. Oh, this, I, this, this show is going to be great. I don't think any of us are shocked. We Two stars. Yeah, I mean, if they don't know who are who we are and they blindly went into this, they're like definitely surprised. But if they followed my Snapchat for at least thirty days, like yeah, I saw this coming. I think there's just one fat dude who's been wiping his ass the hard way, who's listening to this mic and he's just looking at you. He's like, this motherfucker's spitting. Yeah, like, he's, you know? oh, he speaks. Man, Mike Busey speaks to me. He speaks to me. Somebody's gonna have a stinky ass clothes hanger because of you. My fat boy, my fat man, brethren. He speaks to me. Wait, guys, I got all kinds of fat man tips. That actually wraps up our first half of the podcast. No. Yeah, when we get back, though, man. Can we end it on break. not talking about shit? Can we no. talk about something else? No, that's what we got, Holy Mike. shit. When we get back from the so Mike we already, Busey show. We spent an hour just now? Yeah. When we get back oh, from wow. the Mike Busey show, uh, we're going to talk about some current events. Shit happens. So you guys are listening to the Mike Busey show. Does your life suck? Are you tired of the same shitty old dead-end job? Has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Knock, knock, because here's your opportunity to change your life. For just under a dollar a day, become a member of MikeBusey.com right now, and you'll enjoy the following. Some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never-seen-before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for, bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox, because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff. But for me, 
I'm more about the coming down, the parties. Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It, it's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeBeezy.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat. It's an experience. As a member of MikeBeezy.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at Mike Beasy's personal home, the world-famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy Members Weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights camping, drinking, sucking and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience. During Members Weekends, you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest, craziest, wildest ladies you'll ever imagine. The Beauty Beauties. Don't worry, campers. We've gone an extra mile here at the Sausage Castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell of a camping experience. I've been following Mike Busey for quite a while. I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's the best, been the best three months of my life. Memberships is missing out. I, uh, I started following Mike Busey about, uh, about two years ago, and the guy's a real guy. And it uh, allows people to come here. They're like oh, outcasts man. of society, and they fit in well. And uh, I was like, yeah, I got to fuck with this guy. There. Man, I've been following Mike about two months. Became a member a month ago. So, But I'm, I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle. Having a great day of fucking the drunken field day. All I can say is America right now. Follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America. For you. Follow Mike Busey. Become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. I hope you're hungry, because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track, swim in our lake, enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers. The only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer. Live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, airboating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade, epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each member's weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. That's right, Team White and Team Blue, not Team Black, because they lose. Oh, right. It's like that, Big Mike. It's Team Black, bro. Even though we lost all our all our stuff so far. The Members Weekend, I'm going to put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic time of my life. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is just, it, it's life. It's, it's amazing. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to meet everybody, to see how cool everybody is, how loving they are, and just how chill they are. They're just real people like us. Like, I don't even think it's about the money. It's about the pride at some point. Some of these people, they get, they're so passionate about winning it that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full functioning recording studio? We've got some of the industry's premier equipment in our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's going to show up at the Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities, rappers, rock stars, athletes, models, and porn stars that have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The 
party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At Members Weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as the, all the members head downtown Orlando. We've been known to take the party to the streets. Nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun. Or enjoy an evening on the seven seas as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures. You never know where Mike Busey's going to take you and the rest of the members during members weekends. Just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride. Not everyone can make it to Members Weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free, backstage or even on stage. Oh, yes, if you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. My name's Vince from L.A. Been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, just do it. Once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's a, such a debauchery that it, it's a good debauchery. You won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey, and then he introduces you to a whole other fucking life. And then you just become a member, and then you fucking see the debauchery show that you're in. Did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members' weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, cigarettes, bullshit the gas station, the sausage castle. It's a place that defines freedom. A place that you can be yourself. A place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race, religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist, it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. Oh, hell yeah! And we're back. Welcome to... The second part of the show, hour two. Second part of the third episode. Wow, 3.2 or something. I don't know what that means, but I'm just glad we're still fucking doing this, Miguel. It's like uh, every, everybody's got a podcast right now. So everybody, you know, we're, we're late in the game because we just stood out for a long time. But I mean, how many podcast episodes do you think you get to to legitimize yourself? Like how many, how many, uh, how many is it, how many is this thing's real? We're not fucking around. You know what's sad though? And I, and I honestly can say this cause I've, I have met, uh, and I've been, I've been on uh, a few podcasts where I was like, mm-hmm, no one's listening to this shit. Yeah. But I'm like, Hey, can I at least get the, the recording of this so that I can maybe one day show this to my listeners? Because I feel like I always, uh, give a very in-depth, uh, interview or whatever you want to call it to other random strangers. There's there's actually a couple co- podcasts that I've been on, um, some small, some very very big. Um, I went on this chick. Uh, she's from Jacksonville, and I forget the name of the podcast now. But if you type my name in Mike Busey on Spotify, it'll pop up. And it's cool because it's a different interview where I I kind of talk about a lot of business and and like the ups and downs of what I've done. So it's not really like. Well, look at me, how the cool I am. It's more of like, yo, you know, this shit, this shit was a struggle, you know. So when, when we were at the gathering, I loved when different, like, because there's like juggalos that have podcasts and stuff, and, and they're they're real serious and real professional, like uh, in, in their attempts to be in media. And uh, 
I'd like when they'd come up to you with like their face painted and they'd have like fucking diamonds in their eyes and they're like thugnuts.com. Uh, can we sit with you and get a podcast? And they'd be like, this is Larry from thugnuts.com. First off, talk about Korea, what's going on over there, the weather and wacky wits. And we're sitting there with Mike Busey, Mike Busey, whoop whoop. You know, like the fucking juggalos would, would, would throw me off with, with some of the... Like, Play, Playboy like the, hired me to uh, be their host. They did like a video, like whole thing. Playboy hired you because Playboy was scared to. Yeah, they were. They were scared. They're like, there's only one man that can get as deep. Wake up, Robert. Can our studio audience wake the fuck up? Sorry, I'm not. I know I'm supposed to address the presence. Are you tired? Just go to sleep, Robert. Go to sleep. Go go night night. Okay. Sorry, I am so sorry, Miguel. Okay, I just, I'd appreciate we being the presence of people who appreciate our craft. So, anyways, Playboy. hired me to like they literally were all like super sketched like hey you're gonna show up hey you're really gonna you know like so you got these two white straight laced dudes like you know college boys like all right you know like i'm the cameraman i'm the producer and we want you to kind of like you know go around and meet the they kept uh, mispronouncing the word juggalo they kept saying the gigolos you're gonna go make you're gonna make the gigolos and go interview them I was like, listen, bro, I got this. It's just, just fucking, just turn the camera on and let me do my magic, right? You know, as we always say in the business, don't tell your daddy how to fuck. So we're moving around the fucking, the gathering, and they have the fucking official little Playboy Mike fucking logo flag. I'm like, oh, man, I fucking have arrived. They're meeting me at my fucking shitty-ass hotel. <laughs> fucking... And they were like going over all like, hey, we're gonna need this and that. And I was like, listen, dude, I promise, just, just. And these are Hollywood guys, okay? These guys are like, yeah, we're like, we produced like, da 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 da. I'm like, yeah, whatever, okay? You're at the goddamn gathering. This is like Vietnam, motherfucker. Get ready. Hold on. Shut the fuck up and hold on. If you don't know what the gathering of the Juggalos is, it is literally like the most amazing, unique concert experience ever. It's like Woodstock meets like Lollapalooza meets like a thrift store there's seven black people at the gathering and all of them I always see I'm like I have to know your story yeah you you're know, like whoa like, you're here oh man hey and it's welcome. a lot of white dudes with like blue dreads and um if you ever knew anyone in high school that wore jinko pants they were at the gathering this is where your jinko pants you donated went to yeah you know it's like Mad Max but a little softer it is uh it is, I would say it is honestly harder to uh, be on stage at the Gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, because they don't give a fuck about it. It, it is like being a white guy telling black jokes at Apollo night in Harlem. It is like, yo, if you can win over the Juggalos, you can win over anybody. Because these motherfuckers can smell bullshit. And if you're trying too hard, I've seen them literally like boo rick flair charlie sheen and his and his hype before the aids okay i'm talking like pre-age sheen pre-age sheen tiger blood fucking the biggest star in the world was like fuck you to this network i'll you know i don't need you y'all need me and he was hosting it and then for some reason they're like hey uh maybe they just ran out of fucking money they're like listen we gotta get somebody to do this shit who is dumb enough to host it i think i think more i think more than anything they just looked at it and they're like are we going to spend $50,000 to get the host boot off the stage or are we going to spend 10000 <laughs> Let's just go with the guy for 10000 Well, I was definitely way under 10000 okay? Uh, hit me up if you want to book me. Uh, we're doing, we got Corona specials going down. We will show up to your living room, do your bar mitzvah, circumcisions, baptisms, divorce, you know, anything. We just show up. We'll even show up to a restaurant and order you. It has red sauce and it's made of noodles. What is it called, Mike? Fuck you. 
Sketty. <laughs> no, it's not, you fucking child. <laughs> so, um, it, it, it's it's crazy because you never know when like a riot, crazy With ass gathering like, downs going down. We were there last year, and they started burning like picnic tables and like uh, equipment, and it's just like this energy in the air. And a, a lot of them get, like, a bad rap, like, just being pieces of shit. But in all reality, most of them are fucking amazing. Don't get, don't get me wrong. There are definitely some pieces of shit you, there. I, I tell you what it is. They're very genuine and very nice. They're just like uh, any scrub, uh, less fortunate kid who hated the system, hated the man, and was like, fuck you. I like clowns, and I like to get down with them. There's, and that's who the Juggalos are. Me and uh, Joe, one of our friends, we saw this whole group of Juggalos walking and they were carrying like tarps and all their shit that they were going to have partying all weekend was in the tarps and me and joe we knew we knew we were like they didn't come here to this concert with that they've just been walking forever with that shit oh, in some the tarps. Of them come with intentions on not to buy a ticket and sneaking in because once you get in it's like no man's thing? land and, there's and, no police inside no, I was about to say, well there no. is but they don't give a fuck uh-uh, they're just there to report what they saw later on yeah. We saw there was literally a drug shop open there with signs listing all the drugs and shit they had. Walking around with cardboard boxes. Yeah. There was a chicken that dropped acid. This is the best part. Chicken dropped acid. And uh, later on, it ended up at a concert. One of our homeboys took a picture of it. It was on this girl's shoulder watching the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, the gathering of Juggalos is, is you can't. You can't get that experience at any like trendy hipster fucking festival. Mm-mm. Like this shit is OG, and and they they are 100 percent independent. So the record label puts it on, they fund it, they do all the booking, they work all year on it, and uh, you have to admire the entrepreneurship of the of ICP and their record label because they're like one of the people that literally get shitted on in the press all the time. Anytime uh, you go there, you have so much media from everywhere. And they all want to like be instantly just go straight for the juggler and shit on you. So, but when you're like, no, like they're actually there's a lot of them. You know, there's like I said, there's some assholes, but most of them are fucking super cool. And a lot of them I, I call friends to this day, and I'm very very grateful for that. But you never know when some crazy ass riot shit, some fucking some Rodney King fucking beatdown shit's gonna happen. You never know. We saw we saw a lot of that. It's funny you mentioned uh, Rodney King. Uh, because in the news right now, what I saw, and we like to talk oh, a about talking about events, this. Yeah, yeah. Is that uh, they're auctioning off the Sony Handycam that was used to videotape the Rodney King beating. I thought you were going to say Rodney King. I was like, what was he filming? His, I don't remember him filming his own beatdown. That, that would have been now. Somebody holding the fucking phone, doing the selfie while they're getting their ass kicked. I was just hanging out with two girls last weekend. I was like, oh, shit, Rodney King. Something happened with him in the news recently. Peter was. He died like, 2012, man. Did he really? Yeah, Rodney King Fuck. died 2012. Man, he he uh that ass whooping, man. And they're auctioning it off for two hundred twenty five thousand dollars to start off with. All right, first of all, I got a lot of fucking handy cams floating around. They ain't filmed no historical uh, event like the Rodney King beating, but uh, I definitely got a, a couple of people shitting on each other's chest and a bunch of other crazy bullshit. I filmed on a few handy cams that I'll sell for the low low. I think when we, I remember watching, you remember watching the Rodney King beating? I I remember seeing it on TV. I remember, I think it was 92, because I remember the Chicago Bulls were playing, I think, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. And I was living in a foster home in South Carolina, and I remember, like, seeing it on TV, and I was like, um, 
like they were showing like Charles Barkley pregame interviews, and then they were like, "Oh, Rodney King." And I think it was the riots or something that happened at the they time. Start, they start the, the riots happened after the verdict when yeah. the uh, when the cops were found not guilty because that was an ass. Rightfully so. I mean. Uh, that was probably the originators of fucking let's burn our town down. And they had, you know, they were, they're pioneers, you know, they were like, you know, fuck it, let's do this. Cause yeah. I mean, Cause I mean, I mean, we watched the cops beat the shit out of Rodney King. I mean, I was, I was thinking, I think it was one, uh, what year it was, I think like 2008, I was in LA and you could still see like neighborhoods that were boarded up and affected by all the burning. Yeah. It was, it was fucking nuts. I mean, the, and, and the LAPD got, a, you know, like. Historically, has a rap for being just like a fucking vicious police department, man. They're like a mob. They're yeah. like, listen, we're gonna we're gonna take. Oh, Tupac didn't want to hire us for detail. Oh, we're gonna fucking fix. We're gonna hook them up. We got them. Yeah. They were they're like their own gang. Yeah, they were the they were like a gang. They were big time like their own fucking gang. And they were running around to because a lot of these you can think dudes. Some of these dudes are from everywhere. Some of these dudes are from are from these neighborhoods. And oh, OJ Sims gonna fuck some some more white girls. Oh, we gonna get his ass. I got a little. I got a little glove right here. I'm gonna drop, drop, drop. Do you think OJ? This is what I think. With oh, he definitely, you, he definitely probably did it. I, <laughs> I think OJ killed Nicole Brown. Sorry, Robbie. Sorry, fucking hot rod. Uh, but it's a touchy. But I also think that the police tried to set him up for it when they didn't have enough evidence. Because the cops in that shit, uh, what was his name? Mark Furman. Mark Furman, what a piece oh, he, of you, shit. You, he's, you know, uh, if you're just listening to this, I, just want, I, want just, I am of Cauc- Caucasian descent. But if you look at Mark Furman, you're like, yeah, this guy's definitely setting the N-word a few yeah, times. Yeah, Mark Furman. You can tell. You can tell this guy like, dropped the N-word. He's holding it back right now in the middle of court. He was going to call Judge Ito that, and he's Japanese. He's going to be like, you're Japanese in? You yeah. know? Like, yeah, Mark Furman, like, literally his badge number ends in a hard A. You know? Oh, for like, sure. Freaking- and listen, here's the deal. Like, we, we don't have to even say this. We know there's so many cool cops and awesome cops, but then there's so many fucking just... Pieces of shit, and it's yeah. not because they're cops. It's just they're just shitty, like motherfucking people have you ever, that get in that position, and then ever, they take advantage of their power. I got recently pulled over. I got pulled over driving the Lincoln, coming back from uh, the store for us, and the cop told me that this. That I got pulled over. Listen up, Puerto Rican. Well, it, keep your hands on the wheel. He said I was going. I was going fifty-five, which playing was that Ricky Martin a little too loud, ain't you, boy? But he said that, uh, that with with workers present, it was thirty-five miles an hour. But there were no workers present. It was empty, and he was like, "He's like, yeah, but but uh, they left." <laughs> like, oh, so you like that smart ass, smart guy? Like, well, uh, officer, uh, actually, there is no uh, no because I'm employees. just like I'm like, yo, what did I do? And he's like, uh, "You went, you went 55." I was like, "But it says 55." He goes, "Yeah, when workers are present, though, 35." And I was like, "But there's no workers, sir." He was like, "Yeah, they left." They're on lunch. All right, <laughs> listen, smart mouth motherfucker. Yeah. Cologne, what's your last name? Cologne? Oh, yeah, you're guilty of something. Let doesn't me just know, open that glove box. The minute they like step out of the car, you're like, fuck. Like, I, I'll tell you one thing. I have definitely been arrested for some shit I definitely shouldn't have been arrested for. 100% facts. And I have definitely got away with some shit that I definitely should have been arrested for. So, you ever get arrested for like something? It's even. And you're like, what the fuck is this about? And then they're like, it's for this. You're like, okay. Right before we started, I'll take, I'll take that one. Okay. Right okay. before we started this, they were showing like uh, America's Got Talent, and there was this guy that was incarcerated for 27 years, and he got off on some DNA stuff, and now he's like a singer. And I was thinking, like, goddamn, could you imagine spending 27 years for a crime you did not do? Yeah. But then you're like, damn, 
That's 27 years you can practice your singing career. Yeah, did he? That now, guy's got on. like five mixtapes out right now, probably. Here's the thing, though. I'd feel so heartbroken if if that was me and I didn't advance to the next round because you're like, these motherfuckers have been practicing for like weeks. Yeah. 27 years of singing and shanking, motherfuckers. And literally, I just watched it. Like, there's no shank contest. Watched it a couple hours ago and I saw it when we were getting ready for the show. And something like I don't know if I just like just like a big fat like softy and I got like my heart I was like damn man I got like kind of teary eyed I got like uh, excited being like man I I don't know what happens to the guy but I hope he wins even if he's fucking horrible I mean could you imagine spending being falsely incarcerated for anything it is it is like the worst thing you can do you take away someone's freedom for something they did not do wrong talking about somebody's freedom got taken away and it's controversial if they did it or not Mike Tyson. Is getting back in the ring. He's getting back in the ring with Roy Jones Jr. Now, I'd say this much. They're both in their 50s. I want to say Tyson's like 54. Roy Jones is like 51. He's old. You know that black don't crack, so he's still looking good. He's going to fuck shit up. Him and Roy Jones Jr. I've watched both of them uh, practicing and sparring. They will fuck you up still. Yeah, I've never been much of a boxer. I'm, I'm, I went for the head, the chokehold, and then I just laid my fat body on top of you, like kind of like a whale, and just like smothered you. And if you didn't like, if I didn't win the fight, then I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Oh, this guy can box." I, I wouldn't know <laughs> what to do to, with my Tyson. You have to win the fight in the first like 20, 30 seconds, Mike, or it's like, "Uh oh." And this guy went to some sort of training. I see. Like, wait a minute, hold on. I think he's gonna really choke me. Oh fuck! And then, you know, you know, it's different when you're getting in a fight, like when you're a young kid. And you always have like someone to break it up, but now it's like, damn, you never know a motherfucker's gonna pull well, a gun out. Well, or not a knife. just that. You know, when you're getting in a fight as a kid, at some point it's over. But you don't know if this dude's just gonna smash your fucking head up against the ground if you lose, or if random people are just gonna fuck you up because you're. I've on been, the ground. I've been at the anger. I've been at that point where I was so angry that I entered that like blackout. Like I started quoting like Die Hard fucking quotes. I'll see you in hell, motherfucker, and I'm like smashing his head in. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker. Yeah, but then like you know, I think now it's like different because you never know like what's gonna happen. Someone could you could push someone, they fall down, bust, split their I'm head a, open on I'm a, a curb, I'm and they die. And you're I'm doing time. What, I'm gonna tell you what happened. The popularity of MMA happened, and now you oh, don't sure. know if some dude took two years at some point. When that shit first started popping ah. off, hey, true story. This is a dude. His name was Ben Saunders, and he had a really hot like girlfriend. I guess at the time or something. And I guess she was like hollering at me, and I was like, "Oh, what's up, baby?" And I didn't really know and until one day we we're at this bar, and I see all these dudes with some fucking shriveled up ears. Look at they got microwaves yeah. and like cauliflower ears. And I was like, damn, these little dudes look a little fucking aggressive. Why are they looking so angry? I'll fucking smash these motherfuckers. And something, I think it's called common sense, stuck in my head. I was like, wait a minute, Mike, you're drunk? And these dudes have cauliflower ears for a reason. These guys are about that life. I thought about just smashing my head up a wall every day so I could get the cauliflower ear. Some, Some guys in the gym like, with sandpaper yeah. standing his ear down like, I'll show them. I'm the baddest motherfucker in Look here. Look at him. He's got cauliflower ear and he's got gout. Leave him alone. I think the uglier you were in high school, the less likely someone was going to fight you. Like, ooh, this motherfucker's already angry at life. I better not fight this guy. Yeah, like the kid from the movie The Mask. Remember that redhead kid with the giant face? Yeah, he kind of looks like me. I ain't stepping up to that motherfucker. Elephant head dude. What are you going to do to that motherfucker? I mean, he, he ain't afraid. He's ready. He's nah, waiting for it. He's already... You don't want to fight ugly people because they got nothing else to lose. They're like, fuck you. Like, I mean, Sloth was like one of the scariest things ever. He would just stop this guy. But I was like, damn, do Sloth you, will fuck somebody can up. Can you imagine them at the pitch meeting for Goonies now? And they're like, okay, hear me <laughs> out. 
One of the kids is Japanese, and he speaks like a fucking idiot. It's the kid from <laughs> Indiana Jones. Yeah. He's got all these gadgets and shit. And they're like, there's a fat kid. They're constantly going to fuck with him about that. I'm like, really? Okay, tell me more. Tell me then more. Go ahead. Then some girl's going to kiss a guy thinking it's another guy, and everybody's going to think it's hilarious. And then, to top it all off, there's this giant fucking mongoloid, right? He was <laughs> dropped as a baby, so it's funny. He wasn't born that way. This was a choice. And so he's fucking got mongoloid head, and then the lady from Throw Mom Off the Train's gonna be his mom. And, and to this day, there's the day. like a fucking special tour in Oregon where you can go see the Goonies house. Where the fuck did a pirate ship get to Oregon anyway? Man, that's true. That's been my question for Goonies forever. Like, how the fuck so did a pirate So was One Eye Willie really Alaskan and he just went south for the fucking summer? Like, hey, ain't a pirate. This is all some fucking theme park attraction that got stuck there forever. They're gonna find out that the jewels are all fake. Cause fucking what? Okay, what was a pirate? Where was he robbing gold from? The the fucking you know the, the Washington Incas. I'll tell you one you know, thing like, though. There's something magical about the whole like end scene when they find the ship and oh, then yeah. that like and it comes he, out. He told, we know now because we're grown ass adults. We know it's like a movie set. You yeah. Know? But but that was a huge set too. Fuck man, could you imagine that being in your backyard, the real deal Goonies like set? You're down there fucking swimming in this this like water, and there's yeah, a like pirate. A that you could One Eye Willie's dead behind would the you fucking have, wheel and shit. Sloth? Would you have like a giant sloth? Oh like, yeah, hey, baby roofs in the fucking. Oh yeah, I would be like, I just we just need a few more listeners until I can turn this whole place into a Goonies a reenactment set. Well, talking about childhood shit, something that uh, that's close to me and you, and personally close to me and you because we have friends in this situation, is Chuck E. Cheese is going bankrupt. And we're actually friends with Aaron Fector, the guy who created the, the Rock of Fire. Yeah, the Rock of Fire explosion. explosion. If you ever went to uh, Chuck E. Cheese or what you might refer, or at my time it was Showbiz. called Showbiz Pizza. I think it depended on what side of the Mississippi you were yeah. on. So true story, uh, Dallas, Texas. I had I was riding one of those little fucking uh, quarter operated token token yeah. operated motorcycles, and I busted my head open. <laughs> I Ow. had I went into a coma and shit. <laughs> Ow. No, it's all a real story. The rocking, the back and forth motorcycle. Yeah, but I, I didn't have a token. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was riding that <laughs> shit, and I fell back. It wasn't even on, and you busted your head. And I, into a I coma. busted my head on like the mechanism you slide the tokens in. Yeah. So like the casing for the tokens, and they went everywhere, and it probably was like, yeah. Some kids were like, kids were grabbing tokens. Thanks, and shit. buddy, and you're just laying there spazzing out like dead. Bleh. And uh, that's why you can't pronounce words now because of that fucking incident. Yeah. So. Uh, I fucking still, like, when you're white trash and you're broke, if your parents take you to Showbiz or Chuck E. Cheese, that's like Disney World for yeah. broke kids. Like, oh, shit. We got a gorilla playing the piano? Oh, shit. Party's popping. <laughs> Eating pizza. Mom and dad are drinking beer. Your and mom and dad crunk. are getting crunk. They're like, Chuck here, you have some more tokens, you piece of shit, kid. I knew, I knew, my, dad and I knew my dad was getting drunk at Chuck E. Cheese when, when he definitely would be like, well, hey, come here, get some money to play some game. Let's get another pizza. I'm like, oh, he's lit, yo. Oh, yeah, and your I'm parents are disappearing get- in the bathroom, like sniffling their noses and shit? I'm like, I'm- was that just mine? Probably you. I knew though too. I'm like, he's having such a blast right now. I'm gonna catch an ass whooping tonight. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, Dad, something's gonna happen. There's gonna be a bitch. Where's my dinner moment when we get home? And I'm getting my ass kicked Dad's again. Dad's gonna flip out when Mom says that he can't drive and she's not gonna drive because it's night. And I'm in the parking lot holding some stuffed animal. I spent way too much time and money winning, and just like ah, Chuck E. G's, where I'm full of Pepsi and fucking pizza, and now I gotta watch my parents. Fight. So fast forward 25 years or 20 years later into the future. 
uh, I, on MySpace, uh, became friends with a guy named Aaron Fector. Aaron Fector was the CEO and the president of Creative Engineering, which is the, the company who made the mechanical uh, animal and, band. And, and let me go on record and say Aaron Fector is an intense guy. <laughs> this guy is a very amazing dude who is extremely intelligent. And uh, I've had the pleasure multiple times. I've been, I'm, I'm his real life friend. We're friends yeah. in his life. He came to my house, him and his girl. I've met his dogs. I've met some crazy rich his like heart surgeon friend. Yeah, his she's hot. She, he's like me, you know. He's like he's dating above his above his league. Yeah. And uh, one of the most coolest, nicest guys. And uh, he has like the most craziest like three story warehouse. That is full of like basically artifacts from like the eighties and early nineties. But it's all set up like 90s. a showroom. Every room you go in, but like a working showroom where you can tell he tinkers on shit at night still, and he has all the rocket fire explosion band set up. Some of y'all may have seen the YouTube videos years ago where they're playing the Usher's Love in this club, and and all these animatronic animals are fucking mouthing it, like uh, lip syncing it, and uh, that kind of gave it resurgence. There's like all kinds of un- like cultic Because there's other people who groups. have some of them, but he has everything because he built it. Yeah, so like he, I think he still has one set that's never went into like rotation. And this guy like kind of invented email and stuff. He was like, he had like 200 plus. Uh, what did he call that shit? He called it the air, air, uh, anti gravity machine. Anti gravity machine. It looked like a weird Mac machine. It was like some original Mac shit. And he was setting up type of fucking network to where he could, what we call an email now, he would send a message to the people at these showbiz pizzas and Chuck E. Cheese's to like teach them how to like program the animals and the he was jumping way past the Chuck E. Cheese showbiz pizza needs though because they were like I got a robot gorilla that plays piano and you're talking about ones and zeros sending messages he's like yeah I'm gonna use the robot gorilla that shit's making money so when I'm gonna showbiz leave the internet sold thing to you. Chuck E. Cheese like they started selling the the, the store the, the franchise uh, they show or Chuck E. Cheese didn't want to pay for the licensings of the characters because every one of the animatronics have like a yeah. Because Aaron, Aaron thought he could hold them over the coals by being like, "No, if you don't buy the characters, you can't have them." And they were like, "Right, but we can buy the technology, right?" And he was like, "Yeah." So they literally <laughs> stripped them and put like uh, a rat over the fucking everything. And else, I saw the so. documentary with Aaron. And Aaron's my homeboy, man. I like that dude a lot. But in the documentary, he literally was really, really sold on the fact that showbiz was going to be like, "What are we going to do if we don't have the branded gorilla? That's what the kids come for, not the pizza and their dad to get drunk." And little did he know, they were like, "They change the gorilla to a rat." Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Let's get drunk. Yeah, you so <laughs> they're going out of business. That's sad. I mean, I feel like that's the end of an era. Like so many uh, kids and 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 people our age uh, relate to that so much because that's like that was yeah. part of our childhood. Do you think kids right now? I think even if a kid was a little kid right now and they went to Showbiz or Chuck E. Cheese at like three years old, they'd be like, "This place is awesome." What I think though is he also invented the whack a mole and then had that stolen from it too. He did from a guy named Bob uh, Space Racer. Who like was another like uh, amusement dude in yeah. the game? He was like the mob. He's like, all right, we're gonna buy all these ski. Anytime you ever seen a ski ball machine or a ball pit or whack a mold or any type of animatronic thing in some fucking pizzeria, you have to think of Aaron Fector. He's a legend. That's all. That's all I have to say. No, it's not. Unfortunately, he's a great guy. <laughs> and I'm hoping that he, uh, if he was the God forbid pass away, he leaves me at least one of them because that is when the fucking complete 
uh, prophecy of Mike Busey will be fulfilled when I have the rocket fire explosion at the Sausage Castle right here performing on this very stage. He's like, the old gypsy told me, you'll have pugs, you'll have women, and you'll have the rocket fire explosion. It's all about the animatronics, baby. Well, on an entirely different note. Uh, <laughs> How do you segue out of that? Uh, with grace and skill. But we've got uh, something that matters to both of us that's returning, and that is the NBA returns tomorrow. That is, I'm very excited about that. And it that. returns back here to Orlando. Which is very coincidental. But here's the thing, man. I'm looking at it like this. Like, how the fuck do you brag if your team wins, like, the championship? Because you're going to be like, there's always going to be this giant asterisk next to 2020. It's like, oh, you won the Super Bowl in 2020? You mean no one else showed up to yeah. play? It's always going to have that stigmatism, I feel. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a stigma to it because you're right. Like, it's it's the 2020 NBA. How long have they been stuck? Since March 27th? It's, it's been a while. So like That's when months. I took Shashiris. I'm like, hold on. They're canceling the NBA. I was like, oh, maybe I should stay home. This is getting crazy. How, like how like how hot do you think these guys still going to be though running around? I mean, four oh, it's going to get sloppy. I mean, they've been they've been warming up and shit. Apparently, they, I guess they have them all quarantined. Yeah. To these hotels, and there's already been all we talked about some flack of you know them snitching on each other. Like yeah, yeah he went out to the strip club and fucking was popping pussy and da da da. Because they're probably going crazy. They're rich. They got money. It's not affecting their money. Yeah. They're 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 fucking getting paid still. They're chilling. They just got to make sure they ain't that rusty. And the girls, but, but are, some the people, girls are coming out for this. Man. Oh, yeah. Every girl in the world literally is like sitting in the hotel parking lot swiping right on Tinder. And, you know, fucking every single NBA player is trying to fuck. It's like the summer camp vibe. All the girls are trying to sneak into the boys' cabins and shit. It's going down here in Orlando, and so, baby. And some of these dudes got to be gay, too, man. So there's got to be like dudes. Watch like, your mouth, creeping. Miguel. No, there's got to be like there's got to be dude escorts hitting town hard. So these guys hey, might be papi, I suck your black cock. Just Stop. hit me up on the hotline. <laughs> I will not tell no one. <laughs> Remember, one of our co-hosts on a radio show was sucking one of the Orlando Magic players' dicks. Oh, that's right, man. And he would tell us, and you know what's weird? We wear headphones, so it amplifies what we say, and that we would have to hear one of our co-hosts, Louis the Gay. He's like, yeah, I suck these cocks. And you're like, oh, God, you're like lifting your headphones up. Like, oh, shit, it's like winning my soul. <laughs> Speaking of my soul, Louis the Gay, you know, we had a very colorful cast. Do you think, uh, I mean, I know it's still going to be a hardship, but, like, to be an openly gay NBA player, wouldn't it be better if Not you- no more. It's like, fuck, they don't get I think you probably get more fucking... You know there's somebody at Nike's like, hey, we're going to sign this motherfucker. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're openly gay NBA player and you're not, like, a starter, that kind of sucks. Because they might be like, mm, we don't want to well, waste It was kind of like uh, Jeremy Lin. He was from Asia, or yeah. Asian descent. And I feel like New York, where he was, like, pretty much a bench warmer, and then he popped off one game. It was like, and it was one of those Cinderella stories, like, oh, shit, bench warmer gets in the game and lights it up. And then next thing you know, that turned in. It, like, changed his whole life, and he got, like, a better deal, and they got traded, went somewhere else, made a bunch of money. I actually met the dude. He was really nice. I hung out and partied with him in the club. At, at the hype of it, I was like, oh, shit, that's Jeremy Lin. He's, like, the fucking Bruce Lee of Asian people in the NBA. The and Bruce Lee of Asian people in the NBA. Oh, yeah, like because before him, it was like, who's who the, the fuck? Bruce Lee of white people yeah, in the Yao NBA? Yeah, Yao Ming of uh, fucking, you know, like Jason <laughs> Kidd, which I'm thinking he's like some percentage black or something, you know, fucking, uh, I don't know. We haven't had, you know, fucking, I don't know. But we were, they were, between Yao Ming and Jeremy Lin, the Asian people were very excited about him. 
he's like, I'm so I'm record. excited to see the moral story. I'm excited the NBA to come back. I'm excited in their backyard, and they may or may have not already been here violating quarantine rules. Are you going to let NBA players violate quarantine? Oh my god, here? LeBron! Hey, if you're listening, which I know you're not, LeBron. If you want to come through and come get weird, hit me up, play up. Vince Carter, if you want to have the retirement party, let's get down, baby. I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to have the whole NBA. I will literally send a tour bus to the fucking hotel, and we'll get, like, uh, some costumes and dress them up and some midgets. We'll sit on their shoulders like Scooby-Doo and walk out awkwardly. And fucking we'll literally sneak out all the, the best NBA players that I want to hang out with. But we know. We've talked about this before. Like, you know, there's a lot of superstars in the NBA, but... All we really care about is the OG guys. We want to see, like, we want to get drunk with Larry Who's Bird. Your five? And Who's Magic. your five? Who's your five that you want here besides Michael Jordan? Let's take that off the list. Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman. So Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman. If I could have those three in my house, but oh my take god! Take Michael Jordan off the list. That's a okay. given. Who's your five? You want Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman? That's two. Give me the other three. Hmm. Fuck, that's tricky, man. Because uh, some of a lot of players I hated, I'm like, ooh, you motherfucker. I had yeah. such a deep hatred for some players. Yeah. Like John Starks, I would fight him to this day if I seen him. Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you. Imagine John Starks is just walking in Publix, just talking, and all of a sudden Mike just slams him like, motherfucker. But some people, when they meet someone that they've known or on TV or famous or whatever the case, they get really in their emotions. They're like, you know, when you know someone drunk right now at a Frogger's all OJ Sims like, hey, fuck you, you killed her. Yeah. Like, could you imagine being Casey Anthony trying to go to Publix and was like, would you hey, spit? Fuck you, you baby killer. Would you spit game to Casey Anthony? If oh, she was I would looking definitely fine? fuck the shit out of her because you know she is fucking definitely fucking cute. She's the hottest, one of the hottest killers in the game. Just like that dude from the Patriots that killed those those that dude or whatever. What's he his was name? Hot. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> What are you talking about? The guy from the Patriots. The, the Aaron Hernandez? Yes, Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez is hot to you? No, not to me. Okay, listen, Miguel. I have my finger <laughs> no. on the pulse of what's hot. And these girls are like, damn, he could kill this pussy. I, I got, I, I be hitting the streets. I see what's going down. I got my ear to the street. Girls were fucking finger fucking themselves to thinking about Aaron Hernandez killing them. Like, yeah, fucking kill me. <laughs> Kill this, murder this pussy. I seen the memes. That's not inaccurate at all. <laughs> yeah, they, they were def, definitely down to get down. So we'll continue. NBA, the NBA is back, and I'm excited. So it's back. Hopefully, it cures the world's problems. We needed it though. We needed the NBA back. Maybe man. that's why the whole world went to shit because sports went away. I think it is. Sports went. away. Everything just went to shit after that. And everybody was like, "Oh shit! Like, what do I do?" And then people were like, "I don't know." And the murder hornets didn't pay off like they were supposed I was, to. Hey, let's just say how hashtag disappointment murder hornets. Like yeah. what the <laughs> fuck? If you were a franchise team, you can go on, boy. You can go. You can go. You can go back to Charlotte where you came from. Yeah, the murder. I'm feeling you, murder hornets. Yeah, murder hornets are definitely like the pussies, like the grizzlies of of teams. Cool logo. We're yeah. excited, but big disappointment. Nothing happened with them, and I'm glad no one's like dead from a murder hornet. But to be fair. I wanted like some people stung at least. Like I yeah, wanted the street. I, was, I wanted to see like a, a kid running the street. Like no, and it was like a fucking a cloud yeah. like the Wu Tang uh, <laughs> yeah, from Killer Bees. <laughs> Killer Bees music video <laughs> triumph. The saga continues. <laughs> <laughs> I at least wanted to see a gif of someone like holding one by the neck and just punching it in the face. While I wanted they were to going see Macaulay Culkin in a ring boxing. <laughs> Fucking killer bees and shit. That's a my girl uh, fucking reference. <laughs> yeah. Macaulay Culkin's actually fucking one of my homie's uh, ex girlfriends, by the way. Is he? Yeah, true story. Do man. they work at the same restaurant? No, I don't know what he does. He's probably still getting paid 
I was watching. You think, you think Macaulay's still? I mean, because he had some movies. Home Alone one and two. I watched something on. I think, I think HBO. He was, was he Casper the Ghost? Was Macaulay Culkin Casper? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but uh, he was Richie Rich. He was that. But um, In the I watched scene. some show on HBO or something. And it was a whole thing on like childhood actors, and it talked about like the guy from ET and all these other kids, and how like crazy. Uh, you remember when like Corey Feldman was like talking about like he was being molested, all these stuff? kids getting yeah. fucked in Hollywood, and oh, everyone sucks. thought he was crazy. And they that one's like, wait a minute, I think he's on to something. They treated Corey Feldman like shit when he was dropping that knowledge on him. Yeah, they were like, man. how dare? It's because the powers that be silenced him, and they're like, yo. I think it's because they didn't respect him enough. Because I was like, that motherfucker was in License and Drive and Lost Boys. Let him speak. He was Teddy from fucking goddamn. Uh, he was in Goonies. Stand by me. He was mouth in he was Goonies. A, fucking Corey Feldman made my childhood. Yeah. When Corey God Feldman started it. speaking about what was happening to him, I was like, everybody shut the fuck up and let Corey speak. I was like, I don't care how many times Michael Jackson may or may not touch him. God damn it, Corey Feldman, you have the floor. Yeah, speak. Corey, we're not talking about Mike. Don't badmouth a good man. But tell us what happened to you. you know? And that's the thing. Corey Feldman actually said Michael Jackson never touched him. Now, this is a, this is a man who's coming out and and Speaking exposing, against pedophilia. Yeah, and exposing Hollywood for, for things that were done to him who's not afraid of the backlash. So that makes me and think, still why would Mike, he? And yeah. Macaulay Culkin said Mike never touched him. And so, I mean, either they – I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, that makes me feel like Michael Jackson – uh, was just really fucking weird. Well, we're in the and business, man. We know, like, every... I think finally now it's starting to happen where people, like, second guess or think, like, okay, does she really get raped or is she trying to get paid? Yeah. You know, and uh, I have uh, seen things evolve immediately. Everyone was, like, every celebrity was innocent at first. Like, oh, he would never do that. He's yeah. a celebrity. And then the ties are turning, and now it's gone back to, like, no, he's just rich and that chicks trying to get paid i do, feel like that's where we're at now do you feel like do you feel like because uh, every time they're always like trying to lump these celebrities in these like pedophilia scandals and stuff like that but uh sometimes they have such loose evidence like they're trying to say tom tom hanks oh to my put god it, i hear about this i'm like but you don't not, talk about my goddamn forrest gump and, about and, that and mind you when i say over they, my dead body but remember when i say they i'm not saying like accredited news media which i'm not saying like news media ain't full of shit sometimes but i'm saying it's like an article what? from like the massachusetts buy your guns and keep the darkies out like yeah. it's always some crazy fucking sideways racist or fucking ridiculously like conspiracy theory post because like recently they were trying to say that tom cruise he just became a greek citizen that he was going to greece so he couldn't be extradited. one of my homies uh escaped from here and went to greece to go hide out from the uh, united states so you know Boy go to Greece to uh, yeah, he, he was actually. I don't boy go to Dominican Republic to avoid extradition. They don't, they don't extradite there. I know, and I, and I bought his van. Me and my buddy bought his van for a thousand dollars, and it was like a, a Honda Odyssey good van. The only thing is, we had it for like six months before it got repo because we weren't making payments on it. He was just like, Hey man, he was like, We got his van and a bunch of other shit for a thousand dollars. This, this uh, coming up month, August, we were supposed to be in Europe for a whole month, me, you, the, the crew. We were going to spend three days in each country. We were going to do 10 different countries, 30 days. And one of them was Greece. And I remember uh, speaking to my ex-girlfriend. I was like, hey, uh, you know, let me hit up da-da-da-da so I can fucking meet up with them while I'm over there. 
And she's like, oh, well, let me ask him. I was like, oh, my God. It's been like fucking eight years. Jesus Where is Christ. he living? Like in the Acropolis, hidden I shit? honestly wouldn't tell you. All I know I is. I think he's uh, living in some ruins. Like you come into some old ruins and there's like a statue of Zeus and he crawls out with a beard. And, and you're like, Christopher, is that you? He's like, Christopher? Well, I yeah, haven't me, heard me, that name in quite some time. Bro, listen. My name is Mikos. Like so I'm a goat herder now. So I can't. I don't. I can't even say the case because this is this is real. Like yeah. he literally was like it wasn't some job fucking do, bullshit or something. Like he was. Here's the thing. He got. Please answer. He he got. <laughs> <laughs> when I say it wasn't some child fucking bullshit, you don't go. No no here's no no the no, thing. no no. No, it was actually it was actually a, a vehicular like uh, not homicide, but like basically he left a party. He was drinking on a Saturday night and then left like at ten in the morning, uh, uh, the next day, and you know. Fucking everyone wakes up and they might may or still may or may not. That's the worst. Next morning drunk because you swear you're not. Some some old ass couple ran into him. Uh, they ran a stop sign. Completely their fault. They were like cited. You know when you when you get serious bodily harm, the cops don't actually write tickets and stick it to your dead body. Cause like yeah, we'll let this one slide. So if you are ever trying to avoid uh, getting your license suspended, just make sure you're really fucked up or dead. Then the cops won't get you on the ticket. But anyways. Uh, when they uh, drew his blood, it came a point over the legal limit, and uh, he got fucking charged for like reckless fucking something. And a, one of the one of the families, it was like a three car accident. Like the lady, these old ass people, these snowbirds came from up north. They t boned him. He goes into a coma. Doesn't even know what the fuck's going on. Wakes up with a hand, handcuffs fucking to the bed rail, and. Uh, the family's got insurance money, but they had the same lawyer Hulk Hogan's son, Nick Hogan, had, and the DA had like a vendetta against this lawyer. Like, imagine oh, we want to get him. Imagine Hulk Hogan's lawyer comes out in spandex with like a law belt on, and he's just like, he's got some hot law chick next to him, and he's like pointing at the judge. So he had like a, a vendetta. Promo. He had a vendetta, and they were like trying to throw the book at him. They're like, yo, and they dragged it out, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. That they were gonna give him ten when, years. When, when it's not about you, it's that your lawyer and the other lawyer don't like each other. Bro, that's politics, and that is everyday life, and it sucks because if you don't got the bread, we're living in a society the judicial system's fucked. To where if you don't got the money and you don't got the connections, like you're gonna fucking go to jail. Imagine you're sitting there and you're sitting and you're about to go to trial. Your lawyer's sitting next to you. He's like, "Listen, I think we're gonna be good on this." And then the DA walks in. He's like, "Fuck." And you're like, what's the problem? He's like, all right, remember my assistant you met? Yeah, he's like, that's my wife. That used to be his wife. I started fucking her, and then he No, that's me. happened before with but one of like, those cocaine cool. cowboys, the uh, the godmother. She, like, one of the district attorneys started fucking one of the fucking indicted people, and it got thrown out, and he, he got to walk, and he was, like, basically an assassin and shit. All because they had like improper relationships with the prosecutor. Would you have an improper relationship with the male prosecutor? I'm not saying sex, but the male prosecutor to like get this thrown out. Would you? Hey, listen, I ain't gay, but if I'm gonna do time, listen, I can handle prison physically. I can't handle prison mentally. Okay, I think I ain't doing time. If I'm gonna, I'm jacking off everybody. But say if I'm gonna have to go gay, I'd rather not be in prison and be just free, you know, and just be like, yeah, that was weird. Now I'm gonna go to my room. You know? <laughs> yeah, so long story short, my homie was at my Halloween party and got in a very heated argument with my ex-girlfriend. And it was like weird because like normally don't become friends with your ex-girlfriend's boyfriend, but I actually liked him more than I liked her. And right before his sentencing, 
he was like, what should I do? I was like, bro, listen, 10 years or go live in Greece? Hey, you need to ride an airport player? <laughs> I was like, go, brother, go. And there he is still to this day. I, I'm not saying no other. De- I've already talked way too much details. But um, he's basically waiting for, like, I guess someone to die or resign so that he can have it redone so he can get back. Luckily, um, his family, ha- he has family there. So he's like, good. But it's kind of sad because he... Uh, had to leave a girl he was dating for multiple years yeah. that he probably would have married and had kids with. And one little moment changed his life that technically he really wasn't at fault. You know, true story. And, and he's he's been there ever since. And uh, it's crazy. And I have no idea what that has anything to do with what we were talking about. Oh, Mike. As usual. I'm glad you had a lot of enthusiasm with it, though. True story. That's the best part. We're talking about Tom Hanks going to the Greece. Oh, no, so we're done with that, though. Okay. okay. Uh, but a lot of people, were, <laughs> a lot of people think that like he is like tied in with this. But that's like, the thing. They say a shit. lot. They say a lot of people, and that's the problem. It's not a lot of people. It's some really loud, fucking weird people. Maybe he wants to go to Greece because goddamn Wilson the volleyball is there and it's calling him. He probably wants to go to Greece because a lot of people want to go to Greece. And maybe it's he's got a FedEx. Fuck. A FedEx package that has to go there, and it's just like a maybe it's a Castaway Part Two, and it's all a gimmick from the studio. Maybe not. Probably, Probably not. Probably not, man. More than likely, it's Turner and Hooch too. Uh, Ooh, that, that'd be good. <laughs> that movie's been sitting on the shelves because Big Hollywood doesn't want to support an artsy project like that. But it's coming, guys. You remember movies like that back in the day that you were like, you swore they were like so good, but then you see it, Tango like, and Cash. Like, wait a minute, I this thought, is fucked. I thought Tango and Cash was the Schindler's List of my generation. Like, I was just like slow clapping at the end of it. You know, I Snapchatted this actually. I watched Big, uh, maybe like a year ago or something, maybe less than, and I was watching. I was like, oh my god, I was like, this movie's about. People sexually abusing kids. This bitch is yeah. too old to be fucking Tom Hanks. Yeah. Kid, he's a boy. He's a kid. He might have a man dick, but he's still just a little boy. She's like, oh, you got a New York apartment with a trampoline inside of it? And that shit, that, that, I ain't lie, that inspired me. I was like, oh, shit, trampoline? How do you, poor him, though. How do, you go, house? how do you go back from, how did you lose your virginity? I was 12, but I also had a giant grown man dick. And I was fucking in my Manhattan apartment because I worked for a toy company. And now I'm in the ninth grade. Remember the redheaded kid? I re- definitely relate to his like best friend. He's like, you changed. Oh, yeah. He was so pissed off. and But he was, he was an OG. He was covering for uh, Tom Hanks. You know, here's the worst part of Big. Tom, Big is just this comedy about a woman fucking a little boy. And then finding out at the end she was fucking a little boy. That she, she could have lived without that. And she didn't do no time. Uh-uh. But also about a mom who Double thinks standard. Her, a mom who thinks her son has been fucking kidnapped. And is living I all I was molested by a teacher. And here it goes. <laughs> He's like, uh, but it's like a 20, 30 hour long story. But, we, but she was a chick though. And she was hot. <laughs> She's not hot no more. I've seen her on fucking Facebook. She ain't looking so good these days. But I actually have the letter of her uh, framed, and it's hanging up. If you guys up. could see his and body the, language right now, what happens to Mike is there's a certain point where he's like, everybody shut the fuck up. I have to talk more. No, because I have like, a story for he's this. He's leaning up with the body language. Okay, Miguel, were you molested by a teacher? I wasn't. Okay, I wasn't. so exactly. I was. Okay, I'm a victim. But back in my days, you didn't fucking snitch and ruin Jesus the bitch's Christ. life. Now everybody's ruining for everybody. None of these kids these days are going to know the glory of getting a blowjob from a hot 35-year-old teacher because everyone's fucking ruining it. God damn. But it's okay when the female teacher touches the boy 
But the moment that boy touches that girl, that's game over, baby. You can't do that. That's ain't can't no go, no go. I like I like no your go. fucking ridiculously fucked policy on on molestation. Hey, this ain't my. This is the world's opinion. You, they still arrest these these ladies, but they because they, they it's fuck not kids. that big of a deal. Because they fuck kids. I remember like, hearing a story about Mike, a teacher. Mike, let me stop you real quick. Uh, no. You can't fuck kids. Well, she didn't technically fuck them. She, she sucked my dick. You can't like, suck out. a little kid's dick. On a playground. And then, never mind. Okay. Like, you, your owner. Your owner. Show I me can, the doll where, it t- where she touched I can you. imagine you'd be like, first we paint the picture of what happened. It Nehem was autumn. Booted. What a day. I think I saw two caterpillars. No, I, honestly, I can recall a lot of it. I know. I know. I'm sure you can. I got witnesses. <laughs> I do. <laughs> You met him. You we know this story. I know. I know we're putting a little radio spin on it. Shit, I know but no, this is all. This is a real life story. This is a real story. I know of yours that I've I've heard pieces of for years. My but. chick's on her period. I'm gonna go fuck her. I've been drinking. You think the show was good tonight? <laughs> hey, I think it had moments, Mike. I think it had moments. I don't know. We'll leave it up to the audience. If you liked it, please give us a good rating. Give us five stars. Give us some sympathy. Five stars and do. Could you, could you fucking subscribe? Because I, I know somewhere like in the algorithm they judge you based upon like how many people. Definitely follow. like and subscribe. If 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 they Tell allow us to do a fourth show, we're definitely gonna gonna cut off some. I mean, we already won. We did three shows. Like, Let's what retire. else do they want from us? We can retire. Three Pete. That's it. Well, guys, you've been listening to the Mike Busey Show. Remember, you can uh, you can find it on iTunes. You can find it on the Spotify podcast. And check out mikebusey.com. Yes, sir. And uh, thank you, my wonderful co-host Miguel Colon Jr. Always fun trying to herd these cats with you. Thank you, our wonderful staff and some of the guys who fell asleep. I guess our stories weren't fucking entertaining enough. They might have just been long. Hey, <laughs> what the fuck else were they going to do today? Thank you, guys. Seriously, uh, sincerely, all uh, child molestation, dookie stories aside, we, we appreciate you uh, following us. And uh, uh, really, uh, it's, it's, it's like the PBS commercial. It's uh, Thank you for viewers like you who make this possible. Thank you, so. guys. Have a good night or good morning or afternoon, wherever the fuck you are. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye.